0: Netcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
2: This is Twit.
3: Bandwidth for MacBreak Weekly is provided by CashFly at C A C H E F L Y dot com.
0: This is MacBreak Weekly, episode 246, recorded May 10th, 2011. Now calling Callie Lewis. This episode of MacBreak Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Today's mobile world makes easy-to-use collaboration software more than nice to have; it's a necessity. For your free 30-day trial, go to GoToMeeting.com/slash/macbreak. And by PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro, go paperless and easily edit and sign PDFs with the affordable PDF Pen toolkits from Smile Software. For a free demo, go to smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. And by Carbonite. Backing up files on your PC or Mac is safe and easy with Carbonite. For a free trial plus two free months with purchase, go to carbonite.com slash MacBreak. Hi, everyone. Welcome to MacBreak Weekly. This is Alex, and I'm sitting in for Leo, who is down at Google I.O. I think he's on his way up here. We might even see him by the end of the show, but uh, he wasn't here at 11, and I was, and so I just wrangled my way in and uh, thought I'd bring some friends in and uh, have some fun. Uh, of course we have uh the illustrious Andy Nako coming in from What is that behind you?
3: Oh, this is this is just that really cool uh uh, uh Constellation uh, orry app. Uh, it's called what was it called? Uh that that I recommended a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, called Observatory. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just like my favorite I need to <laughs> I don't I, I want I want to keep my my iPad docked someplace but I want it to look really really cool. While it's doing, it's it's one. It's it was a pick of the week a a couple months ago, where it's a clock which shows faces of the moon, places where you intend to time, where in places where you intend to be in a few days' time. That's that's like where the asteroid is going to hit us in four weeks' time. So don't sweat those five weeks. The five week deadlines. It really is. so and, and instead of like spending like 10 or 12 thousand dollars to have this hanging on your wall it's just like a really cheap like two or three buck app so it's like Love it. the wonder
0: the wonder of the ipad And they wonder why the ipad is so successful because you can put stuff like that on the wall it is everything exactly coming in uh from redondo beach I hermosa beach <laughs> is ron brinkman yeah he says this
4: thing where he intentionally misleads people as to where i live which i should probably embrace because that way people won't show up at my front door and uh ron brinkman is a is a uh a frequent host
0: on uh on mac i'm sorry on this week in photography now we have him on on fairly often and he has uh, worked for many of the companies that we're discussing today which is but doesn't currently work for them which makes him a perfect reservoir of, of rumor and innu- innuendo so uh the welcome Ron happy to tell stories out of school <laughs> also here in the studio
1: Frederick Johnson hey Frederick hello I'm finally back in the studio. It's been a while. Since I'm excited you've been back. to be sitting in this chair again. <laughs> I know. I can't tell you. I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, uh, so it's good to have you back, Frederick. Thank uh, you. From this week in the photo, and of course, FrederickVan.com. Yes. And uh, and then also we have uh, Keith Lang, who is visiting
2: from down under.
0: So, uh, so and, and uh, so,
2: what, do you, what what brings you here, Keith? Oh, just some some uh, sketchy business.
0: Some sketchy business. Of course, if you if you don't <laughs> know who Keith Lang is, Keith Lang is the developer for Skitch, which is an awesome application.
2: Uh, UI, UX, one of the, one of the co-founders. I'm not not a not okay. a code cutter myself.
0: You're not the coder yourself. You're no, just no, no, no. you're just the complainer
2: uh yeah Yeah. professionally
0: professional complainer that's what i call myself (laughs) i used to say i was a design like the designer or the whatever but but as a designer your job is basically just to go (laughs) that that doesn't work this isn't working so um so anyways you're the professional uh, complainer yeah
2: and I'm, i'm just i gotta say so happy to be here it's uh this place is uh epic (laughs) <laughs> well it's good it to have that you keith, is, uh, keith uh sent me an email saying hey i'm
0: in town i'm like come for me on MacBreak," you know so so that's how he uh <laughs> how he ended up here so uh we've got a lot of news uh to cover now one of the things i want to thank everyone for we did a little bit of an experiment uh that i think we're going to do more often on some of the shows i don't know about mac break that'll be up to leo but um but one of the things that we uh uh did is i twittered out that i was that i was hosting or tweeted out that i was hosting and, uh, and then I got like two or three pages of suggestions about what we should talk about and, and everything else. And so then I compiled those and figured out which ones and which ones were the most popular and everything else. And then I put them on my blog uh, at bordersack.com and then told everybody, just go up there and, and give me feedback. So what we have is kind of a crowdsourced uh, <laughs> collection of, uh, of data here, which I think actually turned out, turned out pretty well. So, uh, so anyway, uh, and, and the guys, um, you know, and of course, everyone here has read the notes um very very in 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 depth so they they have all that set up so so anyway um uh so here we go uh, microsoft of course buys skype Ugh. frederick mm. does
1: this does this make <laughs> any you really want sense to ask you whatsoever um you know we were talking about this on the drive up i think it makes sense it, it makes sense because it didn't make sense to me but of course you know who am i it didn't make sense to me that ebay owned skype but more from a perspective of a user. Because we use Skype for This Week in Photo. Um, we use Skype to talk every now and then. You know, right. we, we use it a lot. I mean, it's becoming it's, so it's no a standard. standard. It's not like yeah, buying some random but what application. I'm, what I'm worried about is Microsoft has a history, uh, like many companies in the Valley, you know, have a, has a history of buying things and then killing them or not doing good things what i'm mostly worried about is microsoft buys this thing and suddenly the mac version languishes even more than it is languishing now you know i mean that's that's the big thing that's what i'm mostly concerned about is how does this
0: affect mac users I mean, right the, the, the last version was already bad enough it felt like they were getting
3: rid of us in the i'm first. not even using the last version we I have that for
0: some of the shows yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and andy do you think that this is how do you think this is going to affect mac users
3: Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. There's, uh, There's some of the best Mac developers in the industry who work for the Mac business unit. Uh, or rather what used to be the Mac Business Unit at Microsoft, uh, they make one of the best uh, best suites of products that are available for Mac OS. But mm-hmm. then uh, I actually had to really remind myself that Windows Messenger was available for Android and iOS but to remind myself that, oh, actually they have written uh, iOS mm-hmm. apps before. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see how, f- how much they're going to be able to staff up. Also, the press release for Microsoft mm-hmm. only mentions that the CEO of Skype is going to be moving over to Microsoft. That doesn't mean that... Uh, they're not moving over their engineers, their other personnel from Skype, but it also, this was an opportunity that if that were something that were part of the deal that was negotiated from day one, that, oh, by the way, and by the way, all of our Skype employees will become part of the Microsoft dental plan. That's something you would have liked to have seen inside that uh, that. Press release. So, we don't know yet whether or not they'd simply want to integrate Skype services uh, into uh, Microsoft products like Google Bing, Xbox, it's a natural fit for Skype, uh, or if they're simply want to continue to do business as usual uh, with Skype as its own uh, dominant product and also make sure that it integrates really, really well with all of Microsoft's consumer products as well. So, the coin's really in the air, I think.
0: Well, I mean, and it does seem like the Xbox would be the natural one of having Mm, this kind of desktop or or inexpensive solution. Ron, do you you see Xbox becoming a big uh, Skype uh, deployment?
4: I would kind of hope so. I mean, in some ways, you know, they they haven't really capitalized on the success of the Xbox in the way that they it could have i think in some ways because it it is sort of this ubiquitous platform that doesn't quite have this the stink of microsoft on it the way the os does um, and it's sort of a little more agnostic and i think if it's you know skype's going to be successful it needs to go kind of cross platform i thought i th- actually andy wrote an article this morning that i thought was was really interesting and in that he points out in some ways they've they've bought a social network in a lot of ways that you know mm-hmm. skype is a, a connection list in the same way that facebook is where you've got your list of all the people you tend to talk to. And, and there's probably a lot that could be leveraged there, too, in particular if you look at it in conjunction with the Xbox and the people you tend to play your games with. Right. Keith, uh, yeah, the, the, what, what is it? Oh, go, go ahead, Andy.
3: I was just going to say this could be just, uh, you see a lot of people talking about the integration with uh, with Xbox, but I think that integration with Bing is going to be one of the sleeper functions of acquiring Skype
0: and and is cuz bing i mean i actually have have switched over to using bing a lot more than i mm. than i used to i mean it's it's something that uh, i'm finding more and more of the features to be a little easier to to work with but there are times when it, i can't get it to find what i'm trying to find <laughs> okay i'm going back to google I, Yeah, I, i've google. had enough of this yeah. uh, keith what what would what would microsoft have to do to really make this work
2: um well i mean i I'm do have to pull you closer to
0: that thing. mic that mic has Sorry. what we call lots of off access rejection so you want to you want to get right,
2: right, right up there right. <laughs> Uh yeah I got a little bit of inside information on this. I I believe that about 7 billion dollars is being allocated to fix Andy's Skype problems. <laughs>
3: I would take half of it in cash and just deal with the problems. I could for, for 40 billion dollars I'm willing to accept a couple of dropouts and a camera that doesn't work when I first started up and a tin can. Um <laughs> So I, yeah
2: I no I like, I like the kind of um the, 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 th- the thinking that there is a whole social network there that, that you mm-hmm. don't, I guess, think of as a social network. That but is here's the question is is that have we gotten to a point now where we, uh, you know, how
0: much does that social network really love the network that they're in? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there was a point where I, you know, there was a point where I was like, oh, I don't really understand why all these people use Skype. I just use iChat.
4: Mm-hmm. And then there,
0: then there was a point where I stopped using iChat and all I used was Skype. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Skype's kind of cool. But then there was this this being beaten by... Things not working and then beaten by the last update, which was the most heinous thing ever done to worldwide communication as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that, you know, wow. you, I mean, not only is it a horrible interface, but it, they charged me for it. So the thing yeah, is, is, now I have to pay eight dollars and ninety five cents or whatever for something that was worse than what I had before. Yeah. And so so like,
3: go ahead, Andy. I, I'm, I'm I'm still on two point whatever because yeah. this so this is the one end. machine this, this is the one machine in which I absolutely have to have Skype running it's it becomes mission critical so this is the one computer where it's always on two point two but the the biggest advantage of Skype has always been that it's it's sort of like the Bell system you know during th- during the 40s 50s 60s and 70s that yes the service can be a little bit crappy yes the phones are unambitious it still makes you do this sort of thing and other people can listen in but the fact that everybody has the same service is in itself a feature. Uh, something that occurred to me this afternoon was that if all if the only thing that Skype can keep a hold of is the fact that it's the one that your parents know how to use. I don't have to teach somebody how to use any of these other systems because, the, yes, it did take a while to get them over the curve of learning Skype, but now they know how to do Skype. So I'm not sure if I can teach
0: my parents how to use Skype. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I like at it like like FaceTime was complicated oh, yeah, enough. Like yeah, once yeah, we got yeah. once we got FaceTime you know so, solved, you know, just kinda like got, yeah. got and that
3: was mostly just getting the iPhones connected to the, pa- to the Wi-Fi. When I, parents when parents are well motivated, they'll change with the times. Do you think they'll they'll turn off and Well well Alex honey, I know how you're on the computer all the time, so I set up the Skype and you still <laughs> never Skype me, Alex. I know I want you to have your own life, Alex. I'm not sorry that you leave me alone and that you never tell me anything and you don't want to know What's going on in my life and how horrible my shoulder's been feeling for the past three weeks. But if you, I'll be here by the computer, Alex. I have the Skype. And if you ever do, know that I'll be here by the computer waiting for your call, so you can call me anytime. So, you so, know, so
0: the key is what you're saying is the key is a siege siege mentality is just just get them that the, the only way to talk to you is via. via <laughs>
3: well, Skype. What about this for, for if Mac? If you, you want to ever talk to your mother again, you will
1: approve this merger. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, for Mac
1: users. You know, Apple's building this gigantic data center. Right. So that's going in place. We've got FaceTime. We've got these iOS devices that are coming out in waves and waves and waves. What's to say that Apple can't, you know, use this opportunity and all this kerfuffle? Is that a word? Yeah. Kerfuffle, it, here, but, to like create this, the ultimate, you know, take iChat to the next level and it has to have interoperability. Yeah. I mean, that's the,
0: that's the one thing that it would have to have. Can that do that. You can't do, you can't make it something that you can use everywhere. FaceTime is awesome, but as long as all your friends use a Mac and, right. have an iPhone right. and, right. and everything so else. And that's so so the, we see, what are we
3: can say? As uh, soon so as we see the Android version of, of FaceTime, then I can believe that until then. Yeah. FaceTime will always be just Apple's private party.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And if, if, you know, you could, you know, get to a point of just telling everyone again, just like, just like before you just say, you have to use a Mac or you can't talk to me. But I just, even I am not ready to do that. So, yeah. So, yeah. Ron, do you think that there's any, there any way... That, oh, we lost Ron. Hold on. Let's go back. Hold on. I was wondering, I thought, I was like thinking, Ron has gotten very quiet. Ron.
1: <laughs> Ron's <laughs> waving, hello, hello. I don't know. You know, I would, uh, you know, I'm going to say... On the Skype side? On the Skype side. I'm gonna continue well, I, I just want to say that the Skype just dropped out. Yeah. The whole thing dropped <laughs> out? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna continue using Skype. Um, you know, and I'm gonna continue watching. But I'm using Alex, you're running iChat and Skype simultaneously though, right? Aren't you? Um I, I I mostly use Skype. But iChat's not even running. I don't
0: use iChat at all. I mean I use what? FaceTime between phones. So if I'm using You use FaceTime
1: one time, and that was with oh, like, you. I use it with my kids, so I use it with my with my with my older kids yeah. there in Pittsburgh. Uh, I use it. I use it pretty often. I, yeah, it's, it's got. I can't. I'm not always at a Wi-Fi thing, so I can't use it.
0: You know, I, I'm at home a lot. I have an office at the house, and then I have this, and they have a very fast. They have a fiber connection, and I have a yeah. fast connection, and so so it's actually really high quality when you one when you, day when you have those, uh, those setups. <laughs> so um, so anyway, it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether Microsoft can make this work. One of the other questions is is that Microsoft already has. Um, more subscribers with Messenger. You know, their Messenger Live actually technically has, you know, 50% more subscribers. Yeah, yeah so but how many are using it? The, you know, the, yeah. the What stats? is that called again? The what was stats? that product
1: yeah. called? Well, no, exactly. so,
0: so as Mac users, we say, that, you know, no one's using it. But the stats are that more people are actually using Messenger than
1: Skype. I mean... Uh, like they actually launch it or it's installed on their machines. Yeah, it... it Concurrent users,
0: so on and so mm-hmm. forth. I mean, it's it, it, so it's interesting. Ron, do you think that it, it, what does Skype have that Messenger doesn't?
4: Uh, Other than I everyone
0: just, is actually using,
4: yeah, the I Internet. think it's I think it's a used a user base and a usability thing. I just don't hear about people getting onto Messenger in the same way. And, and granted, like you said, you know, we're all Mac users, so I could be way off base here, but it just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's the same level of of usage and, and used for the same sort of thing. I mean, Skype is the name. Even people I know that are are you know Windows users, Skype is still the communication, the phone tool for them.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't hear a lot of people say Messenger me. Yeah,
4: you know, yeah. it's yeah. not
0: that's not usually the mm. the way we kind of approach it. Also, and, and
4: can can Messenger call a regular phone line? I don't even no, know. If it can do. No, it definitely cannot. So and, that's, and so definitely, that's that's a huge difference because really that's you know a lot of my Skype calling is is Skype me out.
0: Skype. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a lot of trouble with Skype out. I just feel like there's that, that there's an extra delay there that makes everybody
1: confused. Yep. Yeah, but it it's free. Or cheap, there's that. Well, then you could use Google Voice for that, though. Yes, well, well, free
0: and cheap. I've I've used the 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 main time I've done Skype out is when I'm in in Africa and I'm trying to set up some hotel room and mm-hmm. and, and but <laughs> when you call and the person doesn't understand how you how it's working, and it's mm-hmm. a big mess. Mm-hmm. So um, also in the news, Apple is now the number one brand. Uh, Andy, what does that mean? And
3: wow, and does it matter? I don't think it really matters to the average consumer. Uh, it just means all it indicates is that. Uh, it 's not just a nerd brand anymore it 's not just a niche for people who have a certain expectations out of out of their technology and their phones uh it 's realized that In this ranking, if they're not being compared to Microsoft and Google and Dell, they're being compared to Coca-Cola and McDonald's and Marlboro. When 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 you're kicking the butt of a cigarette company worldwide, that tells you something that you have compelling products and you're telling your story in an effective way. So that really shows you the sort of things that other companies are up against when they try to build something that competes with Apple. The first hurdle they have to get up against is realizing that Apple has probably defined this space for the entire world. And now they have to figure out why why would anybody use anything other than an apple for this sort of product
0: yeah the mm-hmm. so apple's uh, brand now worth 153 billion dollars according to this uh, google coming number 2 at 110 billion dollars mm-hmm. uh frederick is this uh you know uh does this impact anything that apple does or just simply a measurement of of the temperature
1: yes the and thing? yes if, from my perspective i think you know for me as a mac user you know i look at it as I've been using the Mac since the '80s or whatever, you know. And it was, you know, back then it was kind of like, oh, you're you're one of the crazy ones, you know, using the Mac. These are the these are the misfits. Uh, but now everyone's a misfit, apparently, <laughs> right. if they're the largest company in the world. And when everyone's well, not the largest company in the world. Well, the you know, most, by measure, most the, valuable most, most valuable brand. Most valuable brand. So yeah, is, I guess what I'm the saying to
0: separate from people is, is that this is not doesn't mean they're making the most money because they're not. Yeah, but uh, I guess
1: I guess what I'm saying is that, you know. It, I'm happy, you know, as a, as a stockholder, you know, as a Apple fan, whatever, I'm happy that they're enjoying all the successes, but from a sort of intrinsic level, it's kind of like, you know, I kind of like being part of the Rebel Alliance, you know, and I feel like they're <laughs> transforming into the Death Star a little bit, here, you know? <laughs> you know, and you can't really go back, you know, you have to, you have to succeed and succeed means growth, right? So I want to, I want my, my X-Wing fighter. I don't want to, don't want a TIE fighter.
4: <laughs> no, I'm not, bu- I'm not buying it. You're not buying what?
1: Oh, curmudgeon. Here we go.
4: <laughs> Most valuable brand thing. I, you know, I mean, first of all, they don't really give a whole lot of details. I was looking at the article on on what they use to to measure this sort of thing. And I understand that it's a soft science, but you know, I, I think a lot of these these organizations have an incentive to do things like put Apple at the top because they know it'll get press, probably more so than some of these other brands. I'm looking at this list, and I don't see, for instance, Facebook on the list as a brand yet. You know, when I was in the middle of nowhere, in Venezuela, I could walk into a cyber cafe and, you know, there's not a Mac to be found anywhere within a, a thousand miles where I'm at. But everybody's on Facebook. Um, so, I, you know, I'm curious sort of what the, the waiting is for this in terms of domestic versus international. Um, you know, it's an interesting article? And there's no doubt that Apple is a strong brand, but uh, I'm just sort of skeptical that you could really call it the, the leading brand. Keith, yeah. what do you think it takes to build a brand like that?
2: I think it takes and de- pull you closer to that make again a device that's uh, uh square and has a glowing icon for uh <laughs> you know uh, and so so everyone who purchases your pro- purchases your product walks around with a giant glowing logo of yours. It does help, doesn't it? It does help, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it adds value to have that giant glowing logo. For, like, for white a while, earbuds, it was
0: upside down. Yeah. You know, the old black ones, the old black, uh, I, I, you know, the uh, the MacBook, the power box, Mm-hmm. The, the little logo was upside down. At some yeah. point in time, someone realized, oh, most of the time people are looking at it, it's open. So yeah. let's, well,
1: let's you know like, what brand was missing from that list, though? What? The shake weight. <laughs> the shake weight was not on that list. <laughs> <laughs> come
0: on Alex you don't no, know about I've the shake it. weight I've seen the shake weight it took me a second for me to, to, really to Trying to, to, to be a little
1: suggest. more But you had to recalibrate yeah, too. Frederick gonna. is in the house
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> move back to, uh, to to the conversation that we had before so uh, so anyway so but I, you know it is I mean obviously having it out there I think also one of the things is is making sh- you know that the, the level of quality that you know that something yeah, yeah. is going to be the way it is and I think that kind of our next story kind of uh, points towards that but we'll Just hold on one second before we get to that. Want to thank one of our uh, sponsors. Um, So we uh, uh, let me. uh, So anyway, so uh, I want to thank one of our sponsors, uh, GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting, of course, is uh, you know this is the way to uh, to save a little bucks on your uh, on your flights. I fly a lot, and uh, while some people would say it's great to travel, it's not that great to travel all the time. So, uh, you know, a lot of times you want to meet with people, you want to cover all this information. You want to have that back and forth and go to meeting is really uh, just an awesome way to do it. We use this every week, almost every day. Someone's using it in our, in our office. And so, uh, it is just a, it's just a killer, uh, process. So here's what you can do. Of course you can um, you know it 's easy way to collaborate you don 't need them to to know anything about barely it 's easier to use than Skype because <laughs> you, you say "I want to have this person and you put their email in and you go boom and then they get a little email that just says just tap on this and when they tap on it it just pops open and, and starts to run and now they have your screen they can hear you talk they can go back and forth you can look at what they 're doing and all of that stuff becomes just a lot easier to uh, to work with and it 's just uh, GoToMeeting is is such a great tool to you know really save you know streaming streamlining your communication so there's, you know, there's just stuff you can't cover just over the phone, and being able to see it all makes a huge difference. It really changes the level of productivity. You can schedule in advance or on the fly. So you can, you can say, I want to do a meeting way off in the distance and set everything up. When we set up ours, you get the, I get these little emails that remind me if, in case I didn't get it into my into my iCal, which is great. And of course, you can collaborate on files and documents. And so it's just, uh, you can do it on Mac or PC or both, uh, which we do all the time. And uh, it's just really a great way to do it. So whether you're doing product reviews or, or sales presentations, training sessions, all of these things are just a great way to use uh, GoToMeeting. It is, I mean, you were just talking, we were just talking about it. Uh, Frederick was like, I, I need to, Yeah. I need to get some people together. And I was like, I already have a subscription to this.
1: I know, system. yeah. Which
0: is, so we're going to definitely, uh, about that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, so it's just a great way to solve all this stuff. And if you want to try it, go to GoToMeeting.com and use the offer code MACBREAK. And uh, for a discount. So um, you can get a 30-day free trial uh, for Mac break, uh, for GoToMeeting with uh, the offer code MACBREAK. Try it out for 30 days. See if it, if it works for you. you uh, um, I, think it's, I think you'll find that uh, if you're doing this kind of stuff and you're trying to avoid... I mean, a lot of us are all trying to find ways to get more for less because mm-hmm. uh, things are tight. We're trying to find uh, more uh, you know, product, productivity-boosting operations. And this is definitely something that once you start going down this path... You use it all the time. It's the
1: future. It is the future. The cloud future. I think it's it's magical in terms of like just... And yes, I use the word magical, but use it. <laughs> I think it's magical in terms of just distance learning and doing yep. that sort of thing. Cause like we were talking about before on, on the, this week in photo, we're going to start doing some webcasts and some, or not webcasts, but some uh, webinars right. and that sort of thing. And it just makes it so much easier as we do meetups. You can only get 120 people or so in the room, but right. if we do this, we can expose people, you know, to the, to our message well, all and over the, the world. The thing is
0: that, is that as, as all of these technologies get better, which we're, you know, we're experimenting with lots of these technologies. Mm-hmm. The big thing is is that is that we're now able to include more people and we're also able to charge less because we've got more people contributing. Uh, you know and so it just means that it's you know that information's becoming a lot more accessible. So yep. it's good stuff. Love so it. anyway, definitely check it out. Uh, go to meeting.com and use macbreak to get 30 days for free so uh our next uh next as we've talked about keeping your brand uh you know and your quality up is is the important is very important and uh we got a little bit of a, a tidbit of the inside information from apple uh so evidently um you know steve i, I know that we're all surprised but mm-hmm. it turns out that steve is a little edgy uh in internal meetings i i do, <laughs> I mean, it tur- turns out, you know, he, Ron, r- well, well, actually, Ron yeah, and the is, is, over <laughs> now the, the, the thing to know is that both Ron and Frederick at one point in time uh, worked for uh, the mothership. Yes. And uh, Ron, did you ever hear any stories about Steve being slightly edgy? Oh, never.
4: <laughs> Wait, let me, let me roll my eyes a little bit more. <laughs> Because
0: um, <laughs> he was always just like, "Oh, everything's just fine. It's all." And, no, and to be make fair, it however you want to. Make
4: I was in with, with Steve. He w- he was perfectly fine, and you know, I, and I think that's probably because I was not at the level where. Uh, you know, where Steve he you that Saying that, yeah. when when you're, uh, when you're at the level of a janitor, uh, excuses are fine. But when you when you get to a more senior level, it just doesn't matter about excuses. Uh, right. You know, it's your deal and you got to, you got to fix it. And so since I was probably closer to the level of janitor than the senior executive level, right. I didn't yell at personally. But yes, I mean, I heard tons of, uh, tons of stories, you know, the, the indoctrination, uh, or introductory lecture you get from your management when you come there is if you're getting on the airport and under the elevator and, uh, Steve is approaching the elevator, get off because the last thing you want to be is in the elevator with him. Because, not, because nothing good can Were come. Were you in the over. elevator with him?
1: I've been in the elevator with him several times, and he's uh-huh. always very nice. You know, I think those rumors—because he liked you—those rumors are greatly exaggerated. You there know, is and rumor maybe the that people he fired somebody in the elevator. Maybe the person the that person deserved to be fired. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm it was serious. the path of least resistance. <laughs> how, how can possibly be a, be impressed by an employee who said, "Oh my God, I can't shoot. I can't. I don't want. I don't want the CEO to know my face or my exactly. name. I, I can't handle thirty seconds of being in an enclosed <laughs> space with somebody uh, who could fire so me."
4: The, the story was though that if you get on an elevator with Steve, he's likely to ask you, "So what do you do here?" And you just have to absolutely make sure you have you know a very good answer to that question.
3: Right, my very very best, sir. Every day,
4: but you know, I mean, it's yes. Obviously, Steve, it's you know, it's no secret that Steve is uh, is is loved and feared throughout the company. And uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly heard stories about him getting upset. But this particular story we're talking about here about him getting uh, a bit touchy about the mobile me rollout is totally justified because I think you know it it was uh, a horrible thing.
0: So so yeah. So what happened was, of course, what we're referring to is that uh, this is this is from a Fortune magazine uh, article, which you have to pay for to actually see somewhere. I haven't been able to figure out. I just wanted to download the article. I would have paid 3 dollars Just in case you're wondering, Fortune, uh, if you would pay, if I could just buy the article for $3.99, I would have. I didn't want it on an iPad. I wanted. I just wanted it on the web. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, according to this Fortune uh, magazine article, they were talking about it, and basically uh, Steve asked everyone, can anyone tell me what MobileMe is supposed to do, and then – uh, the team gathered and the, and someone provided a uh,
2: answer. That that, that that would be the like like as in a group of penguins when they they kick out the first penguin into the water to <laughs> yes. see if there's a, <laughs> something going to eat that one and then, nice. then then okay then exactly. So <laughs> so, so one of the wilder beasts well wandered through. into
0: the into the into the into the grass. Yep. You know as a you know he was the one chosen and he <laughs> all said all well, the other people pff. take a step
1: back. And yeah. <laughs> And he said, "Well, it was supposed to do X,
0: Y, and Z," and um, and evidently uh, Jobs purportedly said, "So why the F doesn't it do that?" And um, and then it went down. It 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 went further to say that you should all hate each other for having let each other down. So he really? he was. Uh, so sometimes we wonder whether we like when we don't like Mobile Me and mm-hmm. we're frustrated with Mobile Me. I think sometimes we wonder, do they really get that that it just didn't hit the mark? And the answer is, uh, yes.
1: yes so, you know, so
4: yeah, yeah I, I think they do. Yes. Yeah, and, so. and, and, you know, it's to be fair, it's never hit the mark, even back when it was dot Mac. And, you know, I remember it being a, a source of thrashing back then when I was there. And I mean, I, I even like wrote up a really short proposal that they should just turn it into a, a social networking site. And this was pre Facebook, um, just, you know, somehow leverage it so that at least you can get the users that are, Apple, uh, you know, the Apple faithful to to use it for something useful because it certainly wasn't working as a file sharing system.
1: Yeah.
4: Andy, do you think they're gonna
0: this this whole report comes out, it's mostly giving us an insight, but do you think the mobile me is gonna get a big uh refresher?
3: Oh, absolutely. Um I've always I've always had the impression from Mobile Me that Apple knew that they would need this infrastructure big time at some point for something, but they never really knew exactly for what. And so they really had to go for the splunge answer. Saying that, well, it should have uh, cloud network storage and syncing, and it should have a relationship between the desktop and mobile devices, but not requiring uh, desktops or mobile devices. And it should be free, but it can't be free. So we will charge money for it. <laughs> Uh, and 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 meanwhile, they keep pulling out things that actually—that's all—all all the features that they decide are actually useful, that would make it worth paying money for. They decide that no, actually, we do have to pull those out and make those free. Uh, I'm surprised. I was the only big surprise from that little story was that uh, Steve. Felt that strongly about Mobile Me to begin with, because certainly you never get that for something that, that this isn't like uh, like uh, like like the ink handwriting system where at some point there was a little release and a little announcement where there was okay now there's some sort of ink input system in the in the OS, but it was allowed to simply it was just an announcement just allowed to sort of go away. Uh, <laughs> Mobile Me was was this. Big event with a big keynote presentation and a darkened stage and people nervous on stage demonstrating this sort of stuff. This tend would tend to indicate that there was a lot of faith and a lot of promise in what it was going to do, but they just never pulled it all together like that. So that's why I always thought that it was the unspoken hobby of Apple. I mean, Apple TV was the outstanding uh, direct hobby of Apple, but Mobile Me was just going to be just going to be ready so that when they did finally pull all those components together, they'd have everything in place to actually get and pull the ripcord. I'm just surprised that something that important uh, would allow to just fester to the point where you, you wind up shrieking at people in a conference room. Well, and I have to
0: admit that I, I use mobile me a lot. I mean, I, I, uh, I complain about it almost as much as I use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, I I also have... What, what?
2: I'm interested for what? Mm-hmm. What do I yeah. use it for? I yes. So
0: I use my mobile me account a lot for... The biggest thing I use it for is I upload... It's really easy for me to upload photos from Aperture and I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the the infrastructure there yep. where everything's totally... Because I use Aperture for all of my, you know, photo stuff. I, I, I use iPhoto on... The, so here's... The, I use iPhoto on the road and Aperture at home, and mm-hmm. then I import the iPhoto stuff into the Aperture. And the reason I do that is mostly because I like to keep track of how both applications are working.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, but uh, but what I love is that integration, you know, with 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 Aperture, where I just say make a mobile, you know, just I create a little album and then say make mobile me, and then I have all of it up there. And I've mm-hmm. had and and I know that there's lots of professional ways of of doing that, and I found that that's just really easy. It's easy for me, <laughs> it's easy for my clients, um, you know, to who who want to grab a bunch of stuff. Andy, what you were you going to say?
4: Uh, no, Ron, I I think that uh, you, the way you use it exactly points to what the problem was with it and that it was always sort of treated like uh, one of the applications that was available. It was treated about to the level of an iPhoto or something where right. it was an app, but it wasn't a core infrastructure kind of thing. And I think that's really where... Apple is starting to realize that it's got to be deep deep into the OS it's got to be into the genetic material it's got to be something that yeah. really what, threads between the you know the different platforms that Apple supports and I don't think yeah. it was ever that it was always just sort of an application that had and I mean I know that was the way the team was structured and the marketing team was it was sort of this side thing not mm-hmm. an, a core piece of the OS
0: I have to admit that what makes it work and what makes it sticky for me is specifically uh, the fact that it is uh, integrated with so many of the applications now that
1: I use, mm-hmm. you know, being able to upload stuff or move stuff around, and, and you're you're you know, talking specifically about file sharing, right? So, yeah. but there, I use There's Dropbox, of, and Dropbox has been rock solid for all this stuff. I think. See, and I don't use Dropbox because you know, because you because you're a super user, and you have crazy. terabyte God, no, files that is, you're transferring. No, anyway. The reason I don't use Dropbox is because.
0: I share it with other people and then other people put a bunch of stuff in it and then they fill up my hard drive. Yeah. Well, little, that's,
1: that's things like that I, could I be won't. fixed, well, but just just the that. rock solidness of the app and how it works. Yeah. Isn't that how iDisk yeah. should work? And if yeah. iDisk worked like that, then I'd yeah. be happy paying that money. Yeah, you know yeah.
3: That, that, might, that that might even be an insight into the best what where Apple screwed up, where they call this had this thing called Mobile Me, which could mean anything and doesn't really communicate itself. If they simply said we have this thing called iDisk and that there's this a separate thing that they're not going to talk about anything else but iDisk, we we're giving you a network hard drive that works over the internet. Put it into, into, into your iDisk. You have it available on every single machine. Done. Out release yeah. the release people from the room then maybe a week later you talk about this this these things called galleries and sharing then maybe later on you talk about the syncing features one of the reasons why dropbox worked out so well was because all it is is one yeah. folder on all of your machines and in the cloud that synchronizes automatically put it in one place it's suddenly everywhere done and the press release <laughs> and that, and right. and then then your, your switch mobile me again my biggest problem with it has always been what's the story what what? Why did you need to create this? Apple? And
0: admittedly, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one of the things is is that it is it's just hard to do. Like you know, do it okay. making these things work. I mean, I uh, you know the, the the notes went out to all the everyone here uh, via email because mm-hmm. I couldn't get I couldn't log on to Google <laughs> Docs for some reason this right. morning. Like I've no I, I logged on yesterday, can't log on today. Yeah. So you know, all of this stuff can be can be difficult. Now, now the question, Keith, is is, is do you? uh you know, Steve's seen as as intense, but do you have to be that intense to get the kind of quality that that your uh, that Apple gets consistently? Uh, Not a mobile
2: me, obviously, but in many other things. I don't know. I mean, you, you, Steve Ballmer is is intense, you know, right. with his chair throwing antics and so forth. But <laughs> does he get the same results? I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I guess you'd have to have vision and intensity. Yeah, I mean, in this case, <laughs> I think any mobile me user would have said the same words, like. You know your experience has been good, but okay, maybe not anyone. But I would have no,
0: no, no. I'm not saying that my experience has been good. Okay, like so, I, I, I am very frustrated with MobileMe. I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm kind of like I, I don't like Skype either. But here we are. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. So, so uh, we're on Skype at the moment, and so it's, you know, I I feel like there are some things that I have that I really just go, this is great. This is a great item Mm -hmm. by itself, and it's perfect the way it is. And there's a lot of things that I just use because I can't find it better.
2: I think I think you just you just need to care uh, as much, and right. I think, you know, I, I don't know Steve or anything, mm-hmm. and but you get the impression that he cares. Sometimes he cares, like a, a parent, mm-hmm. tailing off the child for doing the wrong thing, right. or yeah. uh, or something like that. Well, but it, it's you know,
0: yeah, I mean, and one of the things that's interesting is that they, you know, uh, they are working. It appears to be that they're working pretty hard on institutionalizing Steve. I don't mean that that (laughs) really so institutionalizing like in Apple let that happen yeah yeah let's (laughs) no no no. uh, the uh, they're working on institutionalizing his idea his Mm -hmm. approach Mm -hmm. everything into Apple so they've been doing Mm -hmm. research on it they've been that's the other thing that's in this article Mm -hmm. is that they've been doing research on it they have been uh um you know figuring out like what are those key things that Apple has done that have been successful to make sure that even after so that's kind of like how do you capture lightning in a bottle you know, good luck. Yeah. And that's, you know, <laughs> well, that's the issue is it that, that it's hard to just replace, you know, it is,
4: but I, I think this it's a really interesting little thing. And I had not heard of this. It wasn't something that I was familiar with, but I've seen it at other companies. And it's, it's the idea that, you know, you, you build up a set of, I mean, really they're setting up a university for, you know, what's, well, how, how does Apple think? And they, but they set up a, a series of sort of case studies of here's a problem or here's a situation and then here's how Apple dealt with it and this is a good example of how Apple deals with things and it makes a lot of sense that if you have sort of a uh, a repository of that kind of knowledge then you can bring people in from the outside and get them to go through it and get a much quicker understanding of of the way the company thinks because every company does have a, a unique corporate culture and it's you know, Apple's is very unique. Uh, as is, you know, more recently I've worked for Amazon, and they have an extremely unique and extremely different corporate culture from uh, from Apple. And they and they do the same sort of thing, where they have sort of examples of, you know, here's the way that Amazon thinks about things. So I don't think this is anything particularly surprising, and and I can totally see why they would want to do it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if MobileMe gets any better, and we'll see if Steve, you know
0: gets any more intense but is that any, was
1: possible is anything that steve said you know or allegedly said is it anything that, that we all haven't been saying no here's for the, like you five know, years you know, here's, the, here's the funny thing about this is is
0: that is that uh steve most of the time when i hear tirades you know that the, the, i hear the, you know you you hear the the rumors about 80 percent, 90 percent of my go yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. except mm-hmm. except not at the top of my lungs
3: yeah. You, you, well, and also you never hear, th- you never hear stories about how Steve went on a, went on a bomb scare because there's too much cinnamon in his latte. It's, it's always, here's something that's making Apple look really, really bad. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to make you feel very, very bad about yourself as a resort of this because you're responsible for this. Well, and, and, yeah. and that's how you end up with a brand that's $153
1: exactly. billion dollar exactly. value. So yeah, like the guy in the elevator. I, I stand by my statement. Maybe he deserved to be fired. Yeah, he's gonna come here. <laughs> you know, they're like like post was action. you. It was not me. It. I never worked there. It was no, never.
3: So uh, I understand you had free snacks. I haven't it worked since like I got dressed down by that mean man in the turtleneck sweater.
1: <laughs> I asked him what his name was. He fired me.
0: <laughs> so the uh, um, also uh, this is you know uh, as Apple works through all these updates, one of the rumors we're going to pull out the rumor mill. We need to have like a rumor mill, like a little graphic that's in the rumor mill. Apple possibly porting. All of their machines or some of their machines are more machines than their iPhone and iPads to ARM processors. Uh, Andy, does this dog hunt? I don't
3: think so. You have to, the the basis for this would be that Apple has always been about CPU independence and if they wanted to make that switch, it wouldn't be that difficult to do it. Uh, Both from, they give the, they have the infrastructure so that they can just simply rebuild code to spit out pretty much whatever they want. Also, they have enough control over the the developers that they would pretty much get everybody in line within about a year. But, uh, you know, uh, Intel has a couple of new technologies that are kind of nice, but Apple has so much invested in their own technologies right now that unless Intel can tell Apple that here is how much less power we can—that we our, our CPUs would produce than what you're using right now. Or here are actual hard features that you could do with our chip that you could not do with that other person. There's no way they'd ever do that. Well, but here's the question though: Is
0: would it be easier to move to iOS, you know, or a more iOS-like OS? I say that, try say that ten times fast. Uh, would it be easier to do that on if you were using ARM processors as opposed to Intel's? Now, I don't think that. I think the big issue with the ARM processor is uh, that it's not going to be powerful enough for a lot of power users. But the question is, is you know, I have this uh, you know this little um, uh, eleven inch uh, you Nice know, case. Eric. Do you like this case? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that later. Anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, but I have uh, this this little eleven inch, and I don't expect it to do very much. You know, I don't. I don't have. High, you know, maybe I could put Final Cut on it, but I don't try. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have a 17 inch that I use that you know that that I'm using for for work work, and then I have this little guy that I just kind of wander around uh, with. And I, so I
2: like that's that's not doing very much these days. I, I you know, maybe I'll edit a full motion. No 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 no. I, I'm saying I
0: don't use it. I don't use it for Final Cut. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that I. Can. Oh yeah, maybe I'll. But, ra- but maybe
2: but, maybe you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the fact could, that you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they. Uh, so now the question is, Keith, is the do. You, we're seeing this progression and you're a developer or you, 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 you I hang around with, those you guys. hang around with developers. Do you see, we've talked a lot about this on the show. Do you see this inevitable push? I mean, is, is iOS 11 really, or, or is OS 10 11 or OS 11 really just <laughs> end up going to be iOS 6? Mm. Sure. Now, do you think, I mean, do you think that that's the trajectory we're going uh, or do you think that we're, or do you think we're still, we're still going to stay forked? Mm, I, you
2: know, Let me let me make uh, something uh, uh, cognizant here. Uh, Yeah, the 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 yeah. I I, you know I think Steve's right with the trucks. We're going to be the truck drivers. You know, we Mm -hmm. there will always be special tools like the mouse, whereas most people will be touch computing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that just the success of that has has proven how right they are in um, in in realizing that the biggest challenge for, for most people is not the power of the processor not uh the the power of the or the the flexibility of the software but how quickly can someone get their hands into it right you know? and and um it, i i commercially i can only see them doing more and more of 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 if not if not a total kind of um um conglomeration ios then then at least uh, Mac OS would be would be more and more specialized,
4: mm-hmm. but I do, I do think you have to separate the the um, the processor from the from the OS question here, and whether they go with ARM or not. Uh, I mean, I, I it smells to me like it's probably more as much as anything, uh, sort of a, something they're considering, maybe even a negotiating ploy. Um, you know, it's clear that they are going to be maintaining operating systems on both platforms for at least some time and they've right. got to have developed reasonable platform independence. You know, it's interesting that even Windows now runs on, you know, Windows 8 runs on these ARM processors and, and for that matter, you know, ARM is a, a licensable architecture so Intel has even licensed ARM in, in the past for doing certain things. One of the,
0: and one of the other news items is that possibly uh, that you, you're actually going to see uh, Intel building the ARM processors theoretically right. for Apple.
4: Right. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, the when I first read this, my question was, well, how are they, you know are they just going to give up on on dual booting or you know being able to boot Windows uh, on the Mac? But it sounds like with Windows eight at least, that still would be a, a possibility. I, I think it's really going to be one of those things where they'll be monitoring the roadmap of both processors and just have to make a decision down the road. What's the sort of price versus power consumption versus processor speed trade off between those and As long as they have something that's reasonably independent in terms of the operating system running on top of it, I think it'll totally boil down to it. Okay, this device is going to be the low-power device that has a 12-hour battery life and, yeah, maybe doesn't uh, run as much uh, high-end applications, whereas this this thing is going to be more of the workhorse, and we know it's going to be a battery suck, but most people have it plugged in most of the time anyway. I, I think it's going to be something where it's going to be less and less of a concern what the processor is behind it, or at least it'll be sort of transparent at the developer level.
1: Right. So, yeah. yeah. So you're going to say, Frederick?
4: No, no. I was going to say
1: I, I agree with Ron. I think it's it's purpose-built. It's just like you and your Air, your MacBook Air. Well, what, when I look at my Air, I go, yeah.
0: I could, you know, if, if, I mean, the only reason I, ha- I use my Air instead of my, uh, instead of my iPad a lot of times is I still need the keyboard, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and I, I, I saw one of the guys, um uh, I saw a guy, you know, with one of those, I guess at Brookstone, they have one of those, uh, it's a, it's a case but it has a keyboard built into it for the iPad Mm -hmm. slide, slide Mm -hmm. your iPad in. And I walked up to a guy at the airport. I just, you know, Apple users, you know, we just kind of walk up and start asking questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it's just like one of those, like you're in the club and so we can talk to you. And Mm -hmm. he's sitting there working away and I walked up, I said, so what do you think of this? And he's like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's like, it's Mm -hmm. not quite. And so for me, if I'm, when I'm going through my email,
3: I still feel like I kind of need my keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. But you never, you, you never use the origami workstation. The Origami that was my, works station. That was, it's, it's from Incase. It's, I think it was my pick a few weeks ago. Maybe, maybe you weren't here. Uh, I've, I've ever since like week number two of having the iPad, I've always known that the Apple wireless keyboard is the killer oh, right. accessories for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Incase made this really great little folio case that you you think that it's just a nice little wraparound, simple little Velcro wraparound case for the wireless keyboard, right. but then you Fold it back; it turns into an easel stand that lets you actually type with a thing in your lap, right. and that's that's the reason why I'm like here's here's why I'm spending three days without a computer. Yay! Right. Well,
0: this and the second reason is that the the second reason I don't use it uh, as much as I my iPad for all of my email is that I get too much email, and, and the one thing about the iOS, both the iPad and the iPhone, is if you get more than two hundred emails a day, it doesn't work. Mm. Like the way mm-hmm. it caches and all the other stuff, it just it's just not. Like it's, you, you need something sucking that all off. Otherwise, yeah. you
1: just can't. You well, really they're not really designed it. as primary email management machines. Like, for, but they should be. I mean, because me, that's what I want to do. I want to walk yeah. around
0: with my iPad and be able to answer, you know, to answer questions and everything else. Yeah, but it's just way too cumbersome. It's not there yet. It's not. Yeah. You know, you can't really. If you're an occasional email, I mean, when I say occasional, if you get less than 100 emails a day, yeah. you know, it's it's fine. But once you go over that, it just starts to, over 200, is, it's constantly caching and it's constantly not bringing everything yeah. down. See, I'm not doing all that. I'm <laughs>
1: doing main email on a real machine. Exactly. And in the field, emergency emails with my thumb on the iPhone. And if I have time and I'm reading a book on the iPad and I'm like, oh, you know what, let me see if I got that message from so-and-so. Then I can pop an email and look at it. But I'm not doing primary responding and emailing and writing things on the iPad. I'm consuming mostly. Even though I can create on the iPad, I I don't do it that much. Right, right. So it'll be... Yeah, well' be interesting to see uh, whether, whether I
0: whether the arm continues to move forward uh, and uh, we've got some other things about where Apple might put some of their money all mm. those billions that they've been saving up billions and billions of dollars billions. they might be making some uh, acquisitions here but before we get to that uh, I want to thank one of our other sponsors uh, Carbonite.com or carbonite uh, carbonite and you know the, the thing about carbonite is uh, no matter what you're using here you uh, you know being able to back up and back up to the cloud is is really important uh, it is one of those things that you know a lot of people a lot of us don't do it uh, but the reality is is that eventually something bad is going to happen to your laptop it's going to happen to your desktop it's going to happen to your iMac your Mac mini or whatever it is there's going to be a drive that goes down there's going to be a fire there's going to be a theft there's going to we had so Mm -hmm. and and by specifically um, I have a I have a story about this Um, and uh, uh, Alutha who is who you know works in our office. Mm He's moving to Petaluma because we moved the whole studio. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, he moved along. He was, uh, cool. he was adventurous enough to come up here. Mm-hmm. And he's really, really enjoying Petaluma. But he, uh, he had moved everything out of his apartment. And the only two things that he left in the apartment to go do some laundry was his Mac and his iPad. Mm-hmm. And the apartment building burned down. It wasn't him he didn't he didn't do it but the apartment building burned down and this is the kind of stuff you don't think about you know like like it's so and he wasn't using carbonite so now we're like Patching back together, you know, and, and it yeah. was like one of the things like you picked up the iPad and you when you push on it, there's little bubbles and oh, stuff like that. It, no. it didn't it didn't get burned, it just got soaked. So uh but that's the kind of stuff that's the reason you can't have everything. It doesn't matter whether you have a Drobo or a or a backup system on site or whatever. You gotta be able to put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And things like um carbonite is just a great way to do that. So it's you know, one of the big things it's easy to use. Uh, even if you're a computer novice, you can totally set it up. It's automatic. So you can just set this up like, I just want this to back up. I just want to get this stuff up to the cloud. Um, you can get back your files in just a couple of clicks. So it's easy to, to get those files back when you need them. Uh, you can, you know, because it's offsite, you know, you can get it from any computer. So whether you, you can even use your iPhone or Blackberry uh, with their free apps. And so you can get that data, that data is now available anywhere. And I've gotten to the point where I have so many little, so many different computers that I'm sitting down in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, having that data accessible uh, from anywhere becomes more and more important. So if you have to back up, uh, you know, uh, and get it from wherever, then Carbonite is a great way, to, great thing to look at, and it's uh, unlimited backup, unlimited backup for your PC or Mac for fifty nine dollars a year. Um, so if you want to uh, try, try going to uh, Carbonite.com and use the offer code. Uh, you know, Mac break. So, um, is- uh,
1: Alex, Alex, unlimited backup. So, I'm curious, approximately how much data do you have up there, knowing how much you create on a weekly basis? Are I, you stressing their servers? Do they have a farm just for you? You know, just when, I turn, <laughs> when I turn my computer on, everything just goes, <laughs>
0: you know, you know, so, so the, uh, well, I was, I was looking at my Drobo and thinking that it was like, you know, I'm only going to be able to fit 15 terabytes in there. I don't know what to do. So anyway, so the, uh, uh, the other thing you have to worry about though, on those things, of course, you got to pay attention to your bandwidth. It's not really the, the, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's really the, the, uh, the bandwidth there, but the, uh, but Carbonite.com is a great way to make sure that your most important things. And the way I look at it is, is I don't I don't try to back up everything. That's not my. It's not how I focus on it. What I do is I back up the things that I can't afford to lose. So the important documents, the contracts, the you know all those other pieces. I, I also uh, back up my you know the photos of my kids and the and the key PR photos
2: and all those things. Those are the things that I'm putting on Carbonite. I'm not putting I, I, on everything. I had this experience uh, uh, two months ago, one month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, friend of the family, uh, the, the drive drives just die. You know, hard drives just die. Mm-hmm. It's just what they do, mm-hmm. and then right. they die all, all of a sudden. And then yeah, and it's always all of a sudden. It's and, never mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like oh, it's going slow. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. it's not working. Uh, and and they come to you, of course. They're mm-hmm. like, my computer stopped working. Why? And you you see the sad Mac come up, <laughs> and and then they're you know then you feel responsible. You as a representative of the computing nation, and then then this. Person has said, "Well, how do I get my photos back in yeah. my moves?" And I, and I, you know, we ended up going to somebody who did drive oh. specialty stuff. So very lucky, but and very expensive.
1: I was going to say a little yeah. extortion later. Yeah. Well, you had no, your data.
2: Got got a bit lucky there, but it, you know <laughs> that was just totally unusual. Yeah. But, uh, it could have ended so badly. Yeah, and and, and it often does. So yeah. it's uh, so, so like not just for yourself. Like it's a kind of a, a geek insurance. So so you don't have to suffer the wrath of your family and friends going, mm. how could you computing people let this happen to me? Yeah. You know, for, for, for not much money, you can yep. rest easy at night. Yep. Yeah. Carbonite.com
0: and the coupon code is MacBreak. So uh, also uh, we've got, uh, this is Apple, of course, has, they've got some money. I mean, mm. you know, they, they could uh, make big purchases if they wanted to. And by one Skype? of the rumors, what? by Skype. by Skype. I don't know. Yeah, oh, so it just got sold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. For... Maybe twice as much as it was worth. So anyway, uh, maybe 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 eight billion dollars
1: more than it. was I was going to say that twice as much. That's aggressive.
0: Um, so anyway, the uh, uh, Apple, of course, some of the rumors are that Apple will either partner or purchase uh, uh, Nuance. Now, Nuance, of course, is the owner of Dragon Software. Now, mm-hmm. Dragon Software has been around since the day. You it's know, the when they say back time. in the day, it's been like I think- since there were dragons, apparently. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So these guys, have been around and they basically have put together the best, it is really the most robust, uh, voice, uh, recognition system in the world. So they, if, if it's, if it's really working, I mean, I, I've used a lot of, I have, um, a lot of, uh, problems with my arms, uh, mm-hmm. you know, RSI issues that don't go, once you get some of them, they don't really go away. And so I can't, I can only type a certain amount before I kind of burn up in the atmosphere. And so, uh. Um, And so the uh, so I use a lot of different voice activated and I I used the IBM one. I used all these other ones and I I download, you know, I kept on getting excited about one after the other Mm -hmm. and nothing worked until I was, you know, using the Nuance stuff. So so it was and now I'm, you know, if you get a long email from me and it has a couple weird things in it, um, you'll find that uh, that was all done, you know, with Dragon. It's amazing. So so anyway, it's, it's just a great piece of software. Now, of course, it's a great engine it's an engine that's the that's the thing is it's not just what they have that's valuable is not the you know it's not really the the, i mean the end product is great yeah but what really what's valuable is that voice engine that that you Mm -hmm. know the ability to identify that and so uh the question is is you know what are uh you know whether apple you know i think apple you know would want to try to buy it but Mm -hmm. the question is would they want to sell andy what do you think sell or partner
3: uh i would say if they could buy it they could just buy them outright that'd be great uh, remember, this is the company that, that bought Mac Speech uh, last year, was the year before. Right. Uh, so they're already pretty well integrated with the Mac community. Uh, But if there's one huge, huge disadvantage to iOS over over Android, it's definitely speech recognition. I mean, every time that I I, I eat my dog food, whenever I'm testing out one of these phones uh, to review, and whenever I'll spend like a week just immersive with this new phone, with the new operating system, and when I go back to iOS, the only thing I miss is the ability to simply reach up, tap that button and say, navigate to comic books near here. And it will you know. find me a comic book store near here. I tap one button and it'll navigate right there. That's. Yep. It's not just dial, Bob. <laughs> right.
1: Did Something
3: you say brilliant. Sally?
4: <laughs> exactly. It's like, Bob. Uh, yeah. What I want Dialing is Sally. <laughs> why? Why doesn't you know the one one piece of speech recognition I would like to have on my uh, my iPhone? Is for whenever I say dial Bob and it says dialing Sally, it needs to recognize me saying no, because <laughs> <laughs> Sally is that girlfriend that I dated, uh, you know, six months ago, and uh, she's insane. And the last thing I wanted, to say, you know, and I can't tell how many times I've been like fumbling for the phone, trying to hit the stop, don't dial that. <laughs> right. I hate you know, them. Stop dialing.
3: <laughs> it, it,
4: I, think I have to believe that movie. the next major release of iOS is going to be heavily weighted towards voice dialing because Andy's right; it's so much better on the Google devices, and I just get annoyed every time I'm in the phone in the car with somebody who's using their Google phone, and it's just working so nicely, and it really is just terribly, terribly use, unusable on the on the iPhone. And I think <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Apple would love to buy Nuance, but everything I'm reading kind of indicates that it may not be possible, that it's going to be uh, a really expensive thing to do. You know, Nuance, they're a public company, so that makes it a little more complicated. It means that they have to kind of want to be bought in some ways. Mm -hmm. But expensive Um, for Apple? Yeah, yeah, just because, you know, Nuance doesn't necessarily need it. I mean, you know, you you talked about Dragon dictate, and that's one of Nuance's product. That's sort of their consumer-facing product. And and incidentally, for people that haven't loaded that onto their iPhone, they should because I use it all the time for, like, typing text messages when I'm driving or something. Yeah. But I mean that's a, a piece of what they do. But they're integrated into a lot of stuff. You know, most voice recognition in your in your car uh, or in you know automobiles is powered by Nuance. Um, they have industrial applications, you know, factory floor stuff. So they're all over the place. But the key thing about Nuance is they have a lot of patents really locked up. So right, and and that's really the value there. And uh, I think that Nuance probably wants to remain independent in a lot of ways because they see that their market. Uh, has potential to be far bigger uh, in the future well, and the market's what, moving towards right
0: them right mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that's that's the big thing is the market the market now yeah. is moving towards wanting more and more voice activation yeah easier
1: uh, and easier yeah right. well, what would be the advantage of Apple buying them? i mean other than hey other these, than them these are all of the... yeah, these are all of our marbles and google you can 't play with them i mean is that the the main thing or is it just they can they can do business development deals all day and right. leverage the technology and make cool software and integrate it you know, and not buy the company? Why would they need to spend all that money to buy the company if not just to protect the IP? Why would they buy the company instead of partner?
2: What do you think? I think they might be able to do something better than the current interface with right. that engine. Uh, like,
0: mm-hmm. I I look at... No, but would they need to buy it to do that?
2: If they want the engine, I, I think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I then, mean, one of the
0: hard things, if you're looking at iOS and you're looking at trying to do that, one of the challenges, of course, and the reason that... A little weird thing about Dragon Dictate on your iPhone is, is that you you say something into it, and then it uploads it to the mothership, and then it downloads it back as text. Like that though, like but it does fast. It does it, it does it fast, but there are some agencies uh, and companies that would prefer not to use a cloud to, you know, would prefer to keep all the text, you know, on secure, the phone. yeah, you yeah, know, of and, and that's the, you know, that that becomes one of the one of the challenges. But it does sound like if you had a big uh, data center and you put something like that in there, it would allow a lot of processing to go on. You know, so, yeah, so, but uh, but do you think that they would need to own it to do that? I mean, could they license just the engine? License the whole engine? License use I mean, pay them half a billion dollars to license the engine for everything that Apple does?
2: They could, but I do like the patents argument. They do like to kind of own this the, yeah. the patent space, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that seems to be how these big organizations work, right? Yeah. So so we'll see we'll see how that uh, uh,
0: how that goes. Um, it, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, process. It's something that I've thought I. I had a blog post that I was kind of on and off working on trying to figure out and kept on saying like what Apple should do with its billions and uh, one of them was buy Nuance. Buy Nuance. Like just spend 10 billion dollars and buy the thing because it's just such a big thing and I and I it's important it's important to people like me because you know when I if I if I pick up my phone and say call say, you know my iPhone mm-hmm. and I say call Carlita which is my my wife mm-hmm. I always get calling Callie mm-hmm. Lewis. <laughs> Okay, it's like oops hi carlita say, sees your phone yeah, yeah, why are all yeah, these why?
1: calls to Callie lewis i was really trying to call you
0: i was i was i was really trying to call you so so anyway
1: uh so we'll um you know
0: it would it would really help me a lot if apple simply uh moved <laughs> it would help so, your marriage yeah it would help my it would be an improvement to my marriage uh so uh so anyway so, yeah, um Alex, also you
4: know what the se- just just so you know the secret to uh not having that happen uh-huh just put in more than one phone number for a Callie Lewis, and at least then it will ask you <laughs> which one you should use, mobile or – or, and then you have that, that bailout strategy where you're like, uh, no, no, no.
3: Exactly. Yes, it's your Alex Lindsay Mac break tip of the week. To avoid accidentally calling <laughs> Callie Lewis and jeopardizing your marriage, put double entries for that. <laughs> See? You're a source of knowledge here. Any, and anybody else that your spouse, boyfriend, or girlfriend might be threatened by. <laughs> we'll be back after this. So um, That's one to grow on. Does anyone want to say anything about the Amazon
0: Cloud Player other than everybody? I haven't played with it. Andy, have you played with
3: it? Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, it really uh, already. I was really just right on the fence between: do I want to buy stuff via Amazon or do I want to buy music via iTunes? And that was just enough to just tip me over uh, into just defaulting to purchasing things via Amazon because you buy something, and not only is it in your iTunes library, but it's also in a cloud cloud player that you can access from everywhere. Uh, mm. And that's a really nice little trick. the The update only <laughs> it uh, it it allows. It allows Playback on iOS devices rest rest a week ago. It could play it kind of. I can't say that you can't play it on your iPad, but I really want you... I don't want to say yes, but I can't to... Okay, yes, it's not a great player. It's not equity with the Android uh, app that you actually get that really ter- uh, turns you into uh, having a really good uh, media player that's inter- integrated with the cloud. But at least now you don't have to, like, download the track and use the built-in Quick Look feature, the operating system, to actually get playback. Now you can actually, again, sort of clumsily, but you can at least tap on a playlist and say, yes, please play this entire playlist or play this entire album uh, start mm-hmm. to finish. So this is, I'm way, I'm way more impressed with what, what Amazon's doing with Cloud Music Storage than anything that uh, that Google announced uh, at their Android conference today.
0: Ron, uh, it sounds like Amazon is also looking at a Color Kindle. Do you think this is really going to make a difference for iPad users?
4: Oh, I you know, the Color Kindle's been talked about for a while, and I don't think it's going to be an iPad competitor, but I could see having, I think you should look at a Color Kindle as more like, you know, fitting into that niche of, a, a magazine that you'd carry around the same way that you carry a Kindle around as a book right now, if it could just have more, you know, have color to it, then it would be more like the magazine you'd carry around. And it just needs to stay at that price point where you're willing to have both because I, you know, it's, I think it's the distinction is always going to be, does it play videos and have extreme interactivity or is it going to be something that's a, a little bit more of a, just a kind of a passive device? I think that's probably the, the distinction you'd see there. I just can't imagine my my son using a Kindle,
1: a color Kindle, or a Kindle, Kindle. Period.
4: Be, he'd just be
0: a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the and that's when I look at it. Though, I mean, I I look at I, I when I think about. Where the meat of the market is now, I, I, a lot, oftentimes I'm thinking about what are my parents, what do I see my parents using, what do mm-hmm. I see my kids using. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think, like, my son now walks up to my computers in, in my office, which I try to avoid, <laughs> uh, but he just goes up and touches the screen. Like, he's expecting, like, when I touch
1: this big 30-inch monitor, it's going to do something. Being yeah. conditioned for It doesn't that. do anything. So, yeah, I, I, you know, le- I, I, I realize
0: he's, he's going to grow up and not ever using a mouse.
1: I want less devices, Alex. I don't. I don't, like... A color Kindle is great, but you know I've, I've got my little ecosystem going on, and well, it not that the danger though. I mean, yeah. it's it's once you get into that ecosystem, it, it becomes difficult to get
0: out of it. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm deviced out. And all I have are apple products, you know what I mean it's like and I'm just kind of like I, I don't want I have an iphone, my ipad my my eleven inch, and my seventeen inch and i'm just
1: but it's it's like, my but at some point it hurt. becomes about what you have to get done, you know who cares yeah. if you're using a Mac, or a windows machine, an Android machine, or whatever once you have your little concoction of devices that let you. Get what you want to get done fluidly, and with right. the path of least resistance, it's hard to break out of that. You know, it's like okay, why well, do, why I would I want it, to introduce another device into this flow? Well, and,
0: I, and I'm trying to figure that that becomes a, this is one of the things because I, I really want an Android for some things, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm not sure if I really want an Android enough to to add another thing to my bag. You know, that's the mm-hmm. you know, and it's mostly what for me another thing driving, to charge. Another thing to charge. Well, I mean, what what what? Uh, for me, a lot of that is uh, I want 4G. I realize it's not so much the Android that I want. I just want faster a faster connection than what I'm getting. I've seen a couple examples now, and that's more you know. So once that's handled on the Mac side, uh, I'll be less.
4: But you know, I mean, going back to the cloud player thing, I, I I am curious. I don't I don't find myself using that just because my connection never seems to be good enough, and I would be really annoyed with having uh, my music dropping out. I think I would just rather have it local. I don't have right. so much music that I can't have ninety percent of it local. Right. So, well
3: but if you just think of it as as the the cloud service as sort of a bonus, something that if you don't ever use it, you don't ever have to use it. Right. But the fact that if I am in, uh, at some place with Wi Fi, there are times when I buy I buy albums, but I forget to sync them up, or I forget to add, mm-hmm. add add them to this library but not the other one. The fact that I'm sort of in there with a chance. And that if I do really want to listen to this playlist that I, that I set up a couple of weeks ago, but forgot to resync, at least it's there. It's uh, but,
4: but I think that's the distinction the, between a, a cloud player and you know just sort of a, a more of a Dropbox like scenario where you've got a remote disk that's smart about syncing to local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, um, that's more what I would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the Amazon player actually
3: covers all those spaces. And yeah. that, that's and that's actually also one of the reasons why I think that uh, if Amazon did a color Kindle it would be the best uh the the really the best competition the ipad will ever see because you know that they'd be not they would not be hesitant to make sure that this does not cost one penny more than 249 bucks yeah. uh, it wouldn't just be a kindle with a color screen it would be an android 3.0 device that's had completely new software written for it to make android an actually pleasurable and palatable experience <laughs> and it would really address the things that there's so many the uh, last time you, you were on a you were on an airplane Uh, You saw a lot of people with iPads, but you saw so many people with those $139 Kindles, and they're not like the nerdy sort of people like us. They are just the the huddled masses yearning to breathe free and read Daniel Steele after a quick download. Uh, And if you give them a device that says, yep, as a matter of fact, it does have access to the largest commercial uh, book library anywhere. Also, uh, you can get your email on it. Also, all the music that you buy is available on this We'll download to it automatically and you can cl- stream through the cloud and all the movies that you want, you can stream right through it. Oh, and there's an app library for it. So I know that I know that you being an honest, uh, honest, regular human, you don't necessarily want to have 200,000 apps, but I'm sure you've heard of this, this, this game called Angry Birds. We have Angry Birds uh so it's so it wouldn't be it wouldn't necessarily be a competition for people who go into an Apple store to buy an iPad, but it would be a competition for somebody who has heard about these tablets, seen people playing these uh, with these tablet devices and would take care of about eighty to ninety percent of the things that they think they want to use a tablet for and the The kicker is that it would cost about half the price of an ipad again it's this is all this is all presuming that they would sell it for two hundred and forty nine bucks and I don't think that uh Amazon would be so silly as to try to do you know a a nine inch tablet that doesn't run this kind of software uh, and sell it for well we'll we'll knock forty bucks off the price but we will lock you into a five year contract for for that forty dollar discount you know right so
0: yeah. we' we'll, we'll see we'll see if uh if it goes anywhere uh, amazon's still experiment I'm, I'm just glad to see them doing it i mean i i yeah. I'd love to see better better implementations I'd love to see that that move forward I just want to keep on pushing apple uh you know on those on those processes now one of the things as I said earlier uh, in the show is that we put out, you know, I put out this Twitter and I, and I, uh, or, or I put out a tweet. I always call it a Twitter. Sorry. Uh, that uh, talking about a, I mean, asking people like what their questions were and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I thought I would, uh, one of the big things that was coming up that a lot of people were asking about was Thunderbolt. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand what Thunderbolt is, how it works, uh, and why is it important. Uh, and they've heard me wax on about Thunderbolt being the best thing to add to a computer since the mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but um, but a lot of people are asking, you know, uh, what is that? What is the Thunderbolt? So what we've seen now is we've seen the the Mac uh, MacBook Pro. Of course, all the new ones have Thunderbolt in them. Uh, the iMac uh, now uh, has Thunderbolt. Now we've we are now uh, assuming that we're going to see Mac Minis, or hoping that we're going to see Mac Minis and Mac Pros with with Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, what is? Uh, can you give people a little bit of a technical? Disc- You're at the bottom of your screen, Ron. But can Sorry. you give people uh, a, uh, <laughs> Ron,
4: Ron was hoping that you would not ask me to give people a technical description of what Thunderbolt. See, but you're worked. our
0: technical expert here. You're the you're you're the you're you're here to to uh, uh, to to tell us how does how does Thunderbolt work. <laughs> so instead of doing that,
4: <laughs> let, me, let me let me pose the question of: uh, Are we going to see all of these things that have previously been internal devices turned into external devices? You know, all that's, your hard that, That's actually one
0: of the big questions.
4: All your, you know, all your graphics cards even potentially being external at some level. I mean, it, does, does this really mean that the whole form factor of what a PC is can change mm. uh, in a lot of ways? I think that's, that's what's interesting to me because it's got enough bandwidth to sort of act like a local bus and, yeah. uh, and it, it no longer requires. I mean, there's a lot of questions of, okay, if you move all this stuff external, aren't you just really you know ending up with some weird hybrid where you still have external cooling and all of that but i've kind of already got some of that with you know my external drobo which has got its own little fan in it and everything and I, it's going to be interesting to see if the the sense of this is a monolithic computer changes back to being more of a device with a lot of peripherals on it
0: yeah i mean uh, the so to give people a little bit of background of course thunderbolt is uh, it's a technology that apple and intel put together it's 10 megabit or sorry, 10 gigabits a second or about 1.5 Uh, gigabytes a second that's a translation crazy a lot of data it's it's a lot of data Um, and that of course is symmetrical so it can do do both of those both directions at the same time and so it is so if you imagine firewire is about one the firewire your firewire 800 connection is is at its fastest about one-fifteenth the speed of thunderbolt so just to kind of make sure that uh, you know, everyone's kind of clear what this is a huge jump forward, yeah. And the uh, the issue is is that uh, you know, a lot of the um, we haven't seen any peripherals, we we have we got to see test cases of them uh, at NAB. Of course, professionals are really paying a lot of attention to this because I think we're the ones that are going to be affected um, pretty dramatically. Probably we're gonna be the first ones uh, sure affected is uh, people who are really
1: pushing a lot of data around yeah, who need it the most, yeah,
0: yeah, and so uh. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so that's the basis of what Thunderbolt is. Now, there's an optical, you know, it's, it's theoretically an optical, but I believe what we're talking about right now is copper. Is that is that right, Andy? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That was originally designed as, as an optical spec, but now it's just uh, simply copper. Uh, but it's, one of the greatest things about it is that it is that one port to rule them all. <laughs> That one of the problems of the original MacBook Air, for instance, is that you had to su- you had to suffer and sacrifice so much in the name of that slim, slim design, where you only had one USB port and you had one little video port, but they had to kind of sneak it in, and you didn't get a Ethernet port, you didn't get this, you didn't get that. Uh, the Right now, you have a uh, a connector that looks exactly like a Mini Display Port connector that actually will also do the same work as a Mini Display Port uh, port. But that one thing on a MacBook Air that really could be the only port you would ever need on a MacBook Air, and beca- and because. All of the part of the spec is that you can daisy chain this box, these boxes. All of a sudden, you're not just stuck with you know one USB port that's kind of slow for your hard drive. You have to mm-hmm. unplug it to put in a card reader. It means that you plug in a really, really awesome, super fast hard drive that can shuttle stuff in and out, uh, a, a huge uh, 10 megabyte photos almost instantaneously. In the back of that. You can have like a high-speed scanner on the back of that. You can have uh, three other device, a a, a high-speed networking device. You could have another video uh, codec device, Uh, and then at the very end of that chain, you could still have a 24-inch monitor uh, and with with uh, graphics acceleration. And because there are multiple channels of bidirectional data, it means that you can have you can you, you can be doing a complete backup of your 256 gigabyte uh ssd drive onto that really high speed hard drive and it won't affect the video performance at all you can still be playing a game and be getting 60 frames per second yeah. so really you get you go down you get you go down to having one tiny tiny little eraser head sized uh, port on the side wow. of a tiny tiny mobile device that can just support six devices and they're all going to be kick-ass fast devices wow.
0: do know, do, does anyone know whether the with the imac uh, the imac the new one mm-hmm. has two thunderbolt connections does, does they are
3: they are two, they are two separate controllers so you do get now uh, 12 different uh you, you, you there are two separate uh, channels so that you can have two screens uh and 12 devices attached to them and twice the throughput which uh is mind numbing
1: so what what does this mean so all that's wonderful you know and mm. I'm sure I'll use it you know but for the average consumer you know that that like me I have an iMac at home I got a drobo sitting next to it I have you know a scanner or whatever uh, and, a, and a separate display, and it all works great right now. What does this mean? Does it just mean, what's the benefit to me, just faster I, throughput? Because my Drobo can only go so fast, A, and B, you know, the only other th- negative that I feel right now is, you know, a lot of cables. So do I, I have a cleaner desk and a slightly faster throughput just for the average consumer, not for the video editor or the audio guy, multimedia, like what's average?
0: Yeah, no, I think for the average person, you're probably talking about a, uh, the ability to have one connector i think a lot, the simplification of all this and then you have everything broken out all over your desk and it's all going into some feed that then has a little thunderbolt coming out of it and mm-hmm. popping it in for people who i think are who shoot a lot so I, and i do think thunderbolt has more makes more of a difference mm-hmm. for professionals for the truck drivers i mean thunderbolt is really a truck driver i think uh, tool in a lot of ways uh, i, mm-hmm. I kind of see uh
2: two two okay. consumer i guess who mm-hmm. call it that uh, uh benefits of uh you know, a, a super data bandwidth bus kind of thing is one is when you walk up to your iMac with your your uh, MacBook Air, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly maybe you get all the power of the iMac as well as mm-hmm. MacBook Air. You know, you start to, to treat those as nodal processing kind of units. You just, yeah. it, oh, I need a bit more processing power to, to cut that movie. I'll just walk up to one of these machines. I don't have to log into a new machine. I don't have to share stuff across machines. I'll just... Plug it in, and suddenly uh, I can use both these machines like they're a single machine. So I, I see that as being uh, a potential. I mean, it's fast enough that you could connect. You know, when you talk about screen sharing and so on and so forth,
0: you could have two computers connected via Thunderbolt, and it would be the same.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
2: you could switch switch to the other computer and work on it, and it would it would. Well, I'm saying you combine the power of the machines, right? Right. Like, treat them as as just two CPUs, just a little bit further apart than normal, right? Mm. Um, and and I think. I believe Apple certainly has the technology within its kind of uh, modular system to to do that. Uh, the second thing is, if we're going to look at touch input in in the desktop, um, it means if you want a flat uh, touch interface that is a video screen as well to work with, then that's going to need some serious bandwidth. Um, if you want, if you want to replace this, oh, it would greatly
0: simplify things, like like the Cintiq. A uh, Cintiq is a great example of right mm-hmm. now. We've got this i can see this antique i have a i do reviews on this little one and and, and i have uh it's got a dvi input and then i've got the usb input yeah, and yeah. then i've got this little power thing at the bottom and then i've got all this other stuff this interface and all these other pieces it theoretically you could have it you know you could it doesn't carry power yet but you could theoretically put, you know pop thunderbolt into it and then that would handle all of that communication mm. i may still have to power it separately but i'd be able to i, w- I there'd be a whole box there that theoretically I wouldn't need mm-hmm. I wouldn't need to use up DVI. I mean DVI as soon as you start looking at Thunderbolt. I mean when you get used to mini display in general DVI just seems like this big massive clunky yeah. mess. Okay. So you- is,
1: is Thunderbolt going
3: to replace the dock connector? Uh the dock. Rob will probably mean being like an iOS dock connector. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the iOS dock, to dock connector on the
3: iPads, iP- iPhone all that. Um, probably not because, it's, uh, for one thing, there's there's a smart reason and there's a stupid reason. The smart reason is that it is relatively high power con- compared to the dock connector of memory serves. Hmm. The second thing is that you do still have to have something that, by Apple's design standards, is still bulky and square uh, in order to make it work. Um, the third the third problem is that it does require a controller chip uh, in order to make a compatible device. Uh, you do have to license. I think the doc document, the for if you want to build something for, uh, for an iPhone or iPad. But essentially, it's just you know wires uh, into a bridge. Yeah. So there are a couple of problems. I don't, I don't think it's nat- I don't think it's natively like that. But if they if Apple were to ever want to really d- take the iPad to the next level, one of these would just open up what you could connect to the damn thing. Wow.
0: Yeah, and and the uh, I do think that this year, I think mostly what we're going to see is. Uh, a massive uh, push into the professional market into the truck drivers i think we will see stuff that's more uh consumer down the road mm-hmm. um but i think that I mean, when you think about the implement you know the implications um we were looking at at you know at we we're in nab and we we're looking at the idea of having two raids both each raid is raid zero and then it's combined into a raid one so mm-hmm. you're mirroring to two raid systems so it's a, a, a raid 10 and the uh and then you could still connect an uncompressed feed from a big big camera like some of the stuff we uh, use on set. I just
2: want to add here anyone who's just listening to this they they can't see the little glint in your eye of happiness <sighs> uh, <you know>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay when we bought when we bought our when we first started capturing from 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 these big cameras i had we built raid from scratch mm-hmm. and hooked it up via something like some crazy, you know, uh, interface and it was 130 gigs and we could capture, you know, 15 minutes before we had to wait for three hours to dump the drive. And, uh, and so it was like this, this massive, uh, undertaking and we were the only ones that could do it. And now we're looking at these little drives that I can hook up this, these cameras to capture uncompressed to the drive. So I have two copies of my, of my footage in real time with a laptop on a set. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that I think we're going to see. Also, if you're a photographer, mm-hmm. you know, I saw one of the things that Sonnet was showing. So, of course, we've heard about Lassie working on ones. Uh, everyone's working on them. But Sonnet had one, four compact flash card inputs that had. Um, so there's four compact flashes hooked yeah. to Thunderbolt. Yeah. So now if you're a photographer, you could take four compact flashes, push them in, and it will pull them as fast as each one of them is capable of of copying. Wow. Wow. That's
1: insane that's what's th- that's thunderbolt if they had a like button i'd press it yeah
0: yeah yeah so, <laughs> the, the thing is you know so pulling that kind of stuff off is is uh you know it's it's a big deal yeah. so uh for again for video professionals for photography professionals of course there's going to be a lot of other things that we that we see but should be kind of fun anyway that was that was a, a big push of uh, a lot of the questions that we had and um uh, so we'll, uh, you know, I think we're going to experiment more, at least when I'm hosting, we'll experiment more, uh, um, with, uh, uh this idea of having everyone kind of send, uh, send us in questions. Most of the, what we designed for the show was, uh, was all there. Uh, you know, people, everyone was contributing via Twitter and crowdsourced. It is. I I just thought it, you know I'm really into the collaborative. I'm like if you're doing it live, you're doing something. Everyone should be kind of involved. So so that's kind of the the, the direction that I've been that I've been trying to go. So um and it's it was just kind of a bit of an, a bit of an experiment, and I think it worked out really well. So thank you everyone for uh, for giving us uh, some pointers in the right uh, direction. And we've got picks of the week coming up next. Mm-hmm. We're gonna close out the show. You, you've got a pick of the week. Yep. Okay. And um uh so we've got picks of the week uh, coming up next. And uh, but before we get to that. We want to thank Smile Software and uh, PDF Pen. Of course, they are the makers of PDF Pen and uh, PDF Pen Pro. And as soon as I said that, Keith said, oh, I use that all the time. What do you use PDF uh, Pen and PDF Pen Pro for?
2: Well, so, so uh, those of you may know, Skitch is a, a company that's spread across the world. So we, right. we've got guys in Australia, the US, Norway, um, all over the shop. And so when we need to sign documents, we want to do it digitally. And uh, I use PDF um, Pen Pro. Hmm. It's a lot of Ps in there. Uh, you know, signing stuff. Basically, you, you got right. a document coming, you got a PDF coming. You want to add your signature. You want to add a few details. Um, I, you know, you can load up the behemoth that is Adobe Acrobat, which is super powerful. If you need all those things, right? Mm-hmm. If you need it, but but like. Just sometimes I just want to add a signature quickly and, and it's just a love it's just dedicated to just quickly getting in there, making those changes multi page PDFs, saving mm-hmm. them out again and um, yeah it just it saves us a lot of time and i I, I, I use it all the time right yes. yeah it's it's something that you know i I have Acrobat Pro, but I still
0: find it's just it's a big heavy thing to yeah. open up and very complicated to do some of this stuff. There are some things that we do with Acrobat Pro that I need acrobat pro for absolutely um but uh, but I just ninety percent of the time this is all you need. You know, and I think for most people, if if you just want to sign something, mark something up. So you can mark up pages. You can add text. You can add you know signatures. You can add images. You can correct things. You can you know so there's a lot of the things that we
2: would. And you can keep little little kind of snippets of of uh, of your regular stuff. So if you're always mm-hmm. adding a signature or you're always adding an initial or something, you can just bring up the document, drag them in quickly, and and, and right. send it. It's really
1: cool.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, definitely worth checking out. So um, if you're interested, go to smilesoftwarecom slash macbreak. A PDF Pen is fifty nine dollars. PDF Pen Pro is ninety nine dollars. And again, go to smilesoftware.com dot com slash macbreak. Uh, it's definitely uh, worth checking out if you've ever. I, I do not do. I don't do faxes anymore. You know, like, like the whole sign or whatever, mm-hmm. if, if I, I just need to be able to email it back. And fortunately, everyone's kind of moved on to where they're willing to take those kind of documents. You know, I mean, it's very rare now that, that someone actually wants you to send them a piece of paper because then they have to manage it too. Yep. And, uh, and they finally, most companies have moved into the uh, uh, into, um, into this century uh, related to that. So uh, definitely check it out. SmileSoftware.com/slash MacBreak. And uh, now. Picks of the week. Uh, and by the way, someone, people have been asking about Line and iOS 5. I just felt like there's not, you know, we're going to we're do that as we get a little closer to uh, WWDC, which is coming right up. I'm imagining we'll get more rumors before then and we'll be able to dive into that.
1: Uh, Frederick, uh, do you have a pick for the week? I do have a pick of the week. And my pick is kind of old, but I'm going to call it new mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I found a new use for it. So uh, a while ago, Apple released iMovie. For the iPhone. Remember that? I've heard of it. And, and of course I downloaded it right away and then it then it proceeded to just sit on my phone forever and I never used it until I went on a trip with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago and I took a bunch of pictures and I imported them into iMovie and made a great project out of it. I mean, it was a full on Ken Burns music attached to it. All this stuff that I right. looked like I made on my Mac. It was it was amazing. And I did it all with my thumb. So it only took a second to do it. Um, and the amazing piece was it, of it was, at the end, all I did was hit a couple of buttons and share it right up to Vimeo. And it was online. It was shared. Everyone could see it, comment on it, while the trip was still in progress. So I thought it was pretty amazing. So iMovie. for So, the, if, so what you're saying is, if you've been poo-pooing it. I, if you've been poo-pooing it try it again, especially for photographers, because, you know, of course, my perspective is from the photography perspective, but if you are a photographer, try it out just to do slideshows, you can drag and drop images right in there with transitions, Mm -hmm. set and start and end points for Ken Burns, you know, the pan over the images, add music to it, and publish and go. Done. That's awesome. And notice I'm doing this. This is how I edit. Let's just... (laughs) It's just with your thumb. Publish it and go. And I haven't even played. I don't have an iPad 2 yet, so I haven't played with iMovie on the iPad 2 yet. I don't know how it feels, but it's, it's nifty. On the iPhone 4, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. All right, now
0: uh, so that is the iMovie. Make sure to check it out. And Andy, what's your pick?
3: Uh, my pick is a, a <laughs> I'm, I'm glad uh, there's, there's a really great app that most iPad users are familiar with uh, from Autodesk called Sketchbook uh, which is my favorite just little sketching and drawing app uh, for the iPad uh, and they have a version of it for desktops and of course it's available for macOS uh, so you can get the Sketchbook Pro for for 60 bucks, but they also have a free version on the App Store called Sketchbook Express, which is uh, amazing.
0: Like, I am so surprised that they make that they call that Sketchbook Express and make it free.
3: Yeah, because it really is a like one of the best, like full featured little drawing programs It is it is exactly like if you want if you want Photoshop and all of its drawing tools uh, you can for sixty bucks. You can get an app that's just as good for drawing uh, on drawing digitally, whether you're using the, the multi-touch trackpad or or uh, or a stylus or a Cintiq uh, as uh, as the five hundred dollar copy of Photoshop CS five. The express the express version has some limitations being free, but they're not. They don't limit what you can do or what you can draw with it. All the tools are there. Uh, they just limit exactly how much money you could possibly make off the stuff that you create with this. Uh, I think the, the largest canvas is 1,600 by 1,200. There are a couple of restrictions on layers. There are a couple of restrictions on what you can import and export. Uh, for instance, if you do draw something really cool, you can export it as a TIFF or a JPEG or a couple other things. I don't think you can do it as a multi-layer uh, Photoshop. Right. But as a tool to really start to to mess around with digital uh, drawing and digital painting, uh, and also a way to figure out whether you want to spend 60 bucks on the full, uh, on the full whack version of it. Uh, it really is one of the greatest free apps you can get on the app store right now. It's, there's just nothing hacked off about it. It's just a, it's, you'll, you'll be surprised at how much drawing you will do with this tool now that you have a really good drawing tool for the Mac. And,
0: and awesome. I find that, uh, you know, for educators out there, uh, who are doing online you know stuff go to meeting yeah. and, yeah. and doing all these other things one of the things that i use it for is um the express one is like the ultimate whiteboard so what i do is i fill the screen and i have a you have you a bamboo did that in a
1: screencast with me before yeah
0: when you were demonstrating we were on a call and you used that app and yes. it's just like you know if i want to draw something really really quickly what i do is i say share my screen you know you know with a go to meeting or wirecast or whatever we're using to you know at, at that moment and uh or if I'm showing someone something, I want to draw something out, um, you know, a lot of times with those applications, it's hard to get a really good. Then this is just perfectly smooth. It's beautiful. And you can sit there and do do all your what you would do on a blackboard. You can sit there and just draw it all out with a bamboo or a Cintiq or, or whatever you're using uh, or even your, uh, you know, the little trackpad with a right. with a little pick. You know, so it's uh, so all of those things are just it's just great. It's great. Great. So that is in uh, at Sketchbook Express.
3: Sketchbook Express by Autodesk. Uh, I think this is a piece of art by Scotty Young. He's a really great Marvel Comics artist. He did a, uh, series, a, a Wizard of Oz series for Marvel. And the, the, just to show you how good this app is, the reason why that they use this artwork is because the man is just plain a fan. And when they realize that, oh, this guy's doing this incredible artwork using our product – Let's give them a couple of bucks and like have them like draw us a, a, a piece of, a piece of artwork we could use for our for our cover art. Right. Uh, and I mean, it, it is just so organic. I don't. Uh, I know very few artists who are uh, who are. There are there are a lot of artists making the transition to from traditional tools to digital tools. I don't know many of them who aren't using this tool exactly because it gives you exactly that level of control and those level of effects. So, yeah. really great, great. Keith,
2: yes. What do you have for us? Do You think I can fit in too quick? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. Okay, so one is uh one is a iOS uh, iPhone app. Um it's one of those ones that snuck up on me, you know. It's been around a while. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's called Pocket Casts. And it's a I don't know if I don't think it's been covered before. Pocket Pocket Casts, okay? As in uh, podcasts. Uh-huh. Pocket Casts. Mm-hmm. And and what it what it's built to do is let you manage your podcast listening much easier than iTunes kind of does really? and, and much more on the fly. So if you're out and about and you're like, mm-hmm. want to know what the latest episode is um, of of any of your favorite podcasts, especially Twit Network ones, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you can, you can look through them, download something on the fly, or maybe you just want to grab a few things before you head out the door for the day. Right. Um, so it, it's really built specifically for the serious podcast listener, which, which of course all, all of you guys are, um, And, and it, uh, it's, a it's just an app you don't realize you need until you you just think I I listen to a lot of podcasts at home and, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to just grab a bunch of stuff, head out, see what else there is without having to, to, to manage that whole process. So it's just just built around finding and discovering new podcasts, grabbing them quickly on the fly, trying them out. Um, and, uh, it's a nice little app and, and, uh. Actually, Who makes it? It's, uh, it's shifty, shifty Jelly. Shifty actually Jelly. Actually in Adelaide, Australia. Ah, very good. Ooh. So uh, uh, one of my peeps, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, long way away, though. Uh, oh. And, okay, so my so it's Pocket Cast. Mm-hmm. And my second one is another one that sneaks up on you, and it's snuck up on me, and it's called Adobe Fireworks. Fileworks. Now, fireworks, is fireworks? Fireworks. Fireworks. Oh, fireworks. Okay,
4: oh, fireworks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it, it comes with CS, uh, you know, the creative suite. And and it, get, it mostly gets ignored. It's right. just one of so those. things. I thought that was cancelled. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> yeah. So so that's you know you you got your Photoshop, you got your Illustrator, and then there's some other coloured blocks I saw. Right. Right. You know, yeah. But uh, as an interaction designer and, and graphic designer and UI guy, it's it's actually the right tool for the job. And and anyone who's used to using uh, OmniGraphle on the Mac uh-huh. will actually find this tool is the closest to working that kind of you're not thinking about layers. You're not thinking about pixels. You're just thinking about I've got some stuff here, hmm. and I've got some objects here, some objects here. Let me just work that way. It's hmm. um, interesting because I use OmniGraph yeah. daily. Yeah, yeah, and, same here. Yeah. And so if, if if you, I used to use that a lot too, and I kind of wanted to to go have more more kind of pixel control, mm-hmm. but still work the same way. I don't kind of tend to think in layers like the Photoshop guys do. Right. I, I tend to think of. I've got this button thing here, and I've got a window thing here, and a square here, etc. Right. Uh, so it, it's and, and the beautiful thing about it is it's completely extensible. There's all these people out there writing extensions for it, which you, let you do uh, like basically the whole interface can be controlled from the extensions. It, it's hard to explain in a in a two minute pick, but but you, if you've got if you've got to see a suite. Uh, You've probably, Open it up. You're, you it, already got it. There is this application. application. You already yeah. paid for it, and, and you're doing like web design. I mean, and, and basically, I thought about this because I hear that Adobe this week has decreed that all of their web design is going to be done in Fireworks. So they, mm. they're telling all the internal guys to to hey, this is the tool for it. This is what we want want you to use. So I'm, mm. uh, I, you know, I'd say I'll if you if you've yeah. got <laughs> to see a suite, we make this dog food. You will eat it. <laughs> It's very good though. That's the thing. it, it is like a, the Mac early on. It's like the underdog mm-hmm. of the Adobe CS suite, and it it's got a kind of a following of people building really cool plugins and stuff that yeah. that uh, let you do amazing stuff. So check it out. Yeah, definitely. Fireworks. Hey, he got yep. two picks. Can I get one no. quick? One? <laughs> this was
1: really chance. quick. Really quick. You got like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Sketch. You gotta wow. check out Sketch. Yeah. <laughs> the screen capture. Yeah. Sketch. So, you know, Skitch yes. is
0: the. I mean, yeah, it's it's Sketch is awesome. That's yeah. why we. That's why I was excited to have Sketch. You know,
1: is Skitch
2: is amazing. amazing. Yeah, so. uh, and and now on the Mac App Store.
0: It's now and and do you, how, how is your experience with the Mac App Store?
2: Uh, it's. Well, you mean as a developer? Or? Yeah, as a developer. Yeah. Um, good, actually, good. Yeah, they. Um, we we haven't had any major troubles when when there was you know problems they were very clear in what we needed to fix or change to adhere to the rules uh and uh you know i think it's a much better experience uh, coming from a shareware background to be on that like for customer support it's right. it's you know they're not i downloaded it and then when did it go i don't know what to
1: do
4: no it's <laughs> just like <laughs>
2: all the questions are and, are, and then uh, it jumps into your doc <laughs> yeah is it do you have, it, you have the a a really you use nice the same
4: thing. the same code base between the two do you have a a different code base or a different pricing model for that matter or is it
2: uh so so uh well, that's a complex question actually. So <laughs> so um what's new on the Mac App Store version is it's a once off purchase. So previously in Skitch has been a, a subscription model where you, you get the <laughs> premium uh desktop features and the premium skitch.com features and a lot of people wanted uh to just get the premium desktop features, just buy them. So um so we've got us it's all the same functionality of, of the, the the Skitch Plus uh, on the desktop, and, um, uh, and technically, it's a—it's not really a fork; it's a different right. thing. But it's, right. yeah, I hope that's confused everyone. No, but really, it's—it's
4: <laughs> uh, no, it's an ongoing sort of issue that I think a lot of developers are dealing with. Of sort of, are they? Do they transition to the app store? Do they fork and offer both sorts of things? or some things you can't do in the app store, like you mentioned? Uh, so I think it's it's something that's really continuing to evolve. I was just kind of curious where yeah, the you had to go.
2: There de- Definitely challenges for us in that um, we were using some some APIs that, that, that Mac App Store doesn't allow, so we had to work out how to do it in other ways, etc. Right. And and the, certainly there's um, apps that will never make it to the Mac App Store because they do tricky things. Um, yeah. We're where, where not quite that tricky. Um, so that's worked out okay for us and and the Mac App Store people have been, been good to us and, and always helpful and, and exact in what we need to do to fix the problem. Right. So um, we're happy that way.
0: No, I'm just, I'm just curious because it's, it's something as a user, you know, as a developer, we haven't moved everything over yet, but we're talking about it. We're just kind of waiting until we see what Final Cut does and cause we make a lot of plugins. So we're like, if we're going to do all this rewriting, let's wait until we see, you know, how, that, how that's what it's going to look like. And then yep. what we are, uh, you know, we are, uh, I'm very interested in it because as a user, I just, I, uh, I love it. Yeah. you know i mean I, I just love the fact that i just hit the thing and i you know i move computers and i don't have to the, the reason that i don't update is moving applications you know and the idea that everything in a year or two for me anyway other than maybe some big you know heavy gear i mean it's from from a you know like smoke or something like that mm-hmm. but everything else is going to um you know just be something that i just you know i just move over to my new computer and then i just hit install 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 all the way down and then i'm done again you know and that makes me very happy. Anyway, but Sketch is a great, great application. And mm-hmm. uh,
2: I've got some friends whose wedding vows include, uh, y- "You must uh, update all my software for me." <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, uh, is that, that, that's through better wow. or
4: worse. Yeah, so, uh, so you have wow. four hundred updates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ron, uh, what do you got for us? My pick is something called Better Touch Tool, and it is kind of the most ridiculously um, overfeatured tool for controlling your trackpad. It takes you far, far beyond what your standard system preferences do. It lets you deal with um, you know custom uh, things for you know the sensitivity of it, uh, what tapping does, double tapping, multi finger touching. It has full support for any kind of gestures you want to put in, including full user defined gestures. You can put in um, gestures on a per application basis so if you want to have some certain gesture only occur inside How, of does photoshop does it record the gesture
0: instance. can you gesture, gesture?
4: or do yeah, you yeah so yeah you kind of you kind of set up uh, here here's the gesture and i want to have it do this action and i want to have it be uh only for photoshop for instance or something like that hmm. well, that sounds uh, fun it is uh it's got a ton of other stuff in it um you know you can really see that this is kind of where a lot of this stuff is going to be going and you can kind of take that first step yourself in terms of figuring out ways that you're going to interact with your, your touchpad uh, in ways that are not currently supported by Apple. And it, it's really, it does just, just tons of stuff. He's even thrown in things that are sort of like window management stuff. So there was um, a tool that I think Andy had mentioned you know, a few years back probably uh, here on, as one of his picks. It's called uh, Cinch. That's a tool where you can kind of drag a window to the side of the screen. and It'll pop into the half screen view. So you can easily lay out your windows just by dragging with the edges kind of thing. Uh, Something like that is incorporated into this as well. It's got a lot of magic mouse support, which I don't use a magic mouse and I don't know why you would. But for those people that do. I love the uh, magic mouse. Do you? Yeah,
0: someone what asked I mean, me is there like the new iPad, yeah, the new iMac. You can choose between the Magic Mouse and the and the mouse. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Magic Mouse. Like yeah. I have that on my on my Mac Pro. I want uh, you know. I,
4: I just so have a standard back. old mouse. I just I I don't know. It's but anyway, if you're you know, so you I have a messy desk. So too. I
0: don't like things moving around. That's my problem.
4: Yeah, well, this 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 will even let you, like, you know, customize the sort of the ignore regions on your magic mouse. It, mm-hmm. The one thing yeah. I miss that it doesn't do that, I wish it did. Magic trackpad, me- by the
0: way. Oh, Magic. there's magic mouse and magic trackpad. We were talking about that. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't that, use the magic mouse.
1: Sorry, I use the magic uh, trackpad. Okay, pad.
0: that makes more sense. Magic then. mouse, I won't touch. Magic right. trackpad, <laughs> I am like. sorry. I'm sorry. I got to say I
1: use a magic mouse and a magic trackpad. Wow. To wow. Either it. side. either. Okay, and
4: this show <laughs> is over now.
0: And,
4: uh, no, yeah, so. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, you, you should just, I mean, just get it. The, the other sort of nice feature of this is it's is free, completely free. Um, so there's no reason not to get it. He has a nice little donate button on there. I would encourage everybody to do so. I definitely tossed him 10 bucks or so. Um, What's it called really, again? What's the name of it? It's of called the, yeah. Better Touch Tool. Better uh, Touch Tool. Yeah, and you can just Google that. The URL is www.boaster.b I assume when you say a German guy that's doing it, but um, yeah. it, it's really deep, and you can spend a lot of times kind of a lot of time setting up and configuring things. But uh, it's got a lot of nice stuff. I was going to say the one thing that it doesn't do that I wish it did do was have on the the touchpad the ability to ignore certain areas of the touchpad because right. for whatever yes. reason my fat fingers are fat. Thumbs or something. I will occasionally get like the double, uh, the double touch when I don't intend to, and I know part of the reason is because I've got, you know, my my hand is kind of creeping over on the side of the touchpad. Right. So maybe that's something that's that's coming. But overall, like I said, it's free, so there's no reason not to check it out.
0: Great, better touch tool. Uh, now my uh, my pick. I got two two quick See? little ones. I know they're gonna be Thank quick. You. I'm gonna make them quick. <laughs> so uh, so my uh, mine the the first one is. A lot of people have been asking me about this case. So um, so this is the Incipio, Incipio uh, case, and this is just a hard case for – or it's a soft kind of spongy case for my air. They make one for the – I think the 13. I think they make them for a lot of things, but I have it on it my grippy? 11.
2: Grippy it's a little thing. grippy. Feel it. See, it's like – Oh, that's nice.
0: So it's, it's a little grippy, and it keeps everything – And I just – I have to admit, um, in the studio, I uh, – you know, I I'd like to have everything darker. You know, and um, and then also I just wanted to protect it because I feel like this this little guy is so fragile. This uh, this guy here. So so this is the um, if you're watching uh, this is the it's just it, and it just snaps on. Uh, it does. I was a little concerned because it gets really close to the power cable uh, over here, um, but it pops in just fine. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of keeps it all protected and it makes it a little bit grippier too. You know, it doesn't slide around. Yeah. So the 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 feet because they're rubbery. Um, the one thing is, is when I set it down, I don't feel like it's going to slide along. You were going to say something, Andy? No,
3: no, I was. I was just saying I love the way the, the tolerances on on these cases for the MacBooks, the MacBook Pros, the MacBook Airs. You're just it just looks like you dip this thing in plastic. It's yeah. such a tight fit. Oh. Uh, and I have, I have an in-case uh, on my MacBook Pro, and I would never go out without it now. Uh, on top of everything else, it makes sure that when you go through the airport and put it on the conveyor belt, you know that no one's walking off with your MacBook Air, unless it is theft or yep. not. Well, and, and, and also, not, when you, when you put it on the conveyor
0: belt, you don't feel like it's getting all scuffed up when those guys move it around and bang on it and so on and so forth I mean that's actually the number, that's the number one area for wear and tear on my computer <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that that is yeah. really really cool yeah this, is, <laughs> this thing is awesome so, so anyway so I really uh, I, I really like it in Scipio uh, the other thing this was a suggestion by one of the Twitter followers and uh, it is called QuickCal and I just installed it this morning and I love it I'm already going to be using it all the time I have a problem that if I don't if I'm talking to you and you don't see me put a meeting into my iCal I won't be there so you know, I, you know, I you know, like I won't if it's not confirmed. In my ICAL, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if, uh, if I don't, and usually what happens is someone sends me an email, and I just I, I, the re, the main reason I use mail. Number one reason I use mail is because I can right click on something and send it to iCal to make sure I don't forget things. Because I'm not, I'm in whatever I'm doing. If the alarm doesn't go off, I am you know. And it, there's a secret. The secret to me, the, one of the secrets is that I don't. I, I the reason I have everyone call me, and the reason that I have everyone come to our office uh, to meet is so that I don't forget the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, anyway, and now, because I am the, the son now you are 110,000 people when I say why don't you give me a call because it's, it's always like I'm working and then someone calls I'm like oh right uh, yeah so, um, so awesome. I, have a horrible, I have a horrible time with conference call like those call-ins I'm like oh now I'm going to really have to remember this and mm-hmm. so, so if you have that and you're talking on the phone and you need to put this in what's great about it is is you, you don't have to uh, do some kind of crazy code or do drop downs a lot of times for me I don't want to go into iCal because it takes too long to do it and uh, and it's uh, quick cal. You can just say meet you know meet with Fred at you know from one thirty to two tomorrow, and and it figures out the date, puts all the, you know from one you know and it puts all that time in and it puts it into your iCal yep. immediately. Yep. Bam bam bam. And you, and there is avail. There's another one. Um. Uh. Uh. There's another one that is also available for the iPhone that I haven't tested. Um. And for I for the literally, I downloaded this and I was like I it's on the iPad kid. too, right? IPad. I believe so. I'm not sure. Right. So um. But it is called Quick cow and you should definitely go. Download it. Uh, I I use it and you use it all the time? Yeah, absolutely. So Good it cat. is uh it is approved. A uh um, Andy, where can people find you?
3: Uh as usual on my uh, if you can spell my last name, you can reach my blog at anotgo.com. If you can't spell my last name, go com for the Celestial Waste bandwidth. Uh, as usual. I'm all over the Sun Times, all over period. I'm just over. I'm so PM people are pretty much over me, I think I've sensed.
4: <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Ron, where can people find you? Best place <laughs> is probably on Twitter. And it's just Ron Brinkman, R-O-N-B-R-I-N-K-M-A-N-N. Don't forget the second N.
0: What happened? Why? How did you end up with two N's? That's, that's the question I have for you.
4: It's stutter. It's, uh, yeah, you know. The, key, the keyboard kind of sticks whenever I was filling out things. And uh, I just uh, sort of went with it. No, it's the traditional German spelling of right. man. Ah, there we go. Think man, you, you can say it with this German accent if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick, uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, people can find me at com. That's our TWIP yep. website um, and podcast. And all so right. popular that the forums are no longer operational. Because we are now switching. Yeah, this drew me up the wall, but we are, we're we're going to switch them over to the same forums that you're using on oh, you Core. Yep. And they will be robust and they will stay up. <laughs> you know, um, ours is
0: ours is an old, you know, we use v bulletin and it's it's old, but it's just sturdy. But it's working. It's old and sturdy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And
1: I'm at Frederick com. That's my uh, that's my personal blog. Great. And Keith, where can people find you? Uh,
2: well you can often see stuff I'm doing on skitch.com, S-K-I-T-C-H.com, or my personal blog is UI and Us. That's the letters ui and us.com. And what do you now what do you do there? I talk about User interaction, design, lots of Apple kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like my, that. I, I, I
0: like a lot of stuff you posted. That's why I was
2: pointing out. Yeah, so. uh, thanks. I, 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 sometimes I, I just would like things to be a different way and I mock them up and then people go, yeah, I want that too. And um, all, all just, you know, fun, Apple, sexy, rounded rectangles, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Remix. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, for everyone watching... Leo will be back next week. I know some of you are a little concerned concerned that I might be here for two weeks straight. <laughs> but uh, but thank you all for uh, for tuning in. Uh, break time is over. Back to work.